What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 198. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. Are you going to teach us a lesson about how to rock? Raise your goblet of rock. (laughs) G, 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 G. Uh, We got to bring in that one character who goes, I am not cool. (laughs) At Jared Buckendall. Man, always getting hit with the insults before I even get intro, do you know? Um, also, fun fact, we're 100 episodes better than uh, 98 degrees, so uh, good job, everyone. We did it. Wow, I'm really proud. Fuck yeah. you, Nick Lachey. Yeah. That's what I have to say. Uh, more oh. like Nick Lackey. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why that one. That was the dumbest sequence of, sequence of events I think I've ever heard. It was great. Oh, I don't know why that one just slid into that little notch of my brain for shit that doesn't make sense, and it just tickled me. I don't know why. Wow. I haven't thought about Nick Lachey or 98 Degrees in probably 15 years. Um, so you just ruined a pretty hot streak, so thanks for that, Jared. Well, you know what else is hot? 98 Degrees. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> How many, someone start a counter. How many 98 degrees jokes can we make uh, in this week's episode? I doubt very many because I can't name a single one of their songs. So good luck, everybody. Summer loving, happy <laughs> blast. That's one Mm hmm. Classic. That is, oh, that is featured in Greece, wow. actually. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about, I forgot about 98 degrees hit songs from the 70s. Yep. They're, they're oft forgotten. Yeah. Um, wow. They also I guess. Had, I did it all for the nookie. Come on. What? <laughs> Uh, put it, put in, it in your, yeah! yeah. <laughs> They're real diverse. I, I'm learning a lot about 98 Degrees uh, in this episode. I didn't know anything before, so yeah. I guess I guess we're making a lot of progress. Um, Ladies well, and gentlemen, if that night... <laughs> <laughs> How could people forget? I'll never forget Nick Lachey at the Grammys singing that song. <laughs> the, the ladies in the club are bumping, bumping. That's a, that's a classic Nick Lachey line, if I've ever heard one. Wow. Also, what other, like, 90, any other 98 Degrees tracks, Seth? No, they only had three. Mm-hmm. They had three? Wow. I guess that figures. Um, looks like uh, Because of You, Invisible Man, Give Me because Just One Night. Because of You. <laughs> oh, I know that one. That yeah. one's good. Yeah. I believe uh, Justin Garini covered that one. Mm. Did he? he I yeah. like Justin Green. Nick, he yeah. should have won. Nick had uh, one on his own, though. Oh, he had one hit. Ugh. I remember we... that he had one. What was it? Pull it up. See if we can find it. Nick Lachey. Here we go. By the way, did you know his better, brother, better. Drew Lachey, was also in 98 Degrees? Drew? Oh, yeah. Drew Lachey. He was, was, also he like, was he in the back row of all of the photos in the tri- like the Flying V? <laughs> I think he, well, I, I couldn't tell you what the guy looks like, so I'm not he sure which one he is. He's also featured on, uh, at times on the hit MTV reality show, Newlyweds, with Nick Lachey and Je- uh, Jessica Simpson. How could people forget the chicken of the sea? Chicken of the sea, man. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I think the Nick Lachey song is, like, better, it has better in the title. Better Off Alone? No. What do you got, um, Nick Lackey? His solo album is called Solo, as in S-O-U-L, and then the letter O. Which, just fuck you, Nick Lachey. Man, 
you know what? They, I'm surprised that they just didn't feature that in uh, Pixar's hit film Soul. Mm. They should have. They should have. We, they played so much jazz. They forgot about Nick Lachey. Oh, jazz. Yeah. You're right though. What's left of me What's was was the hit. What's left of me? He's like a nice. Uh, he belts it out there. Yeah. He's a passionate singer. He is. He really is. Uh, 98 Degrees, by the way, multi-platinum selling band. So to go from that popular, and they were hugely popular, but um, they weren't really on my radar when we were kids. But I, I don't think anybody knows who they are now. It's just a, it's a testament to how you can be super, super famous, and then 20 years later, no one fucking knows, um, besides us old guys. So there's a, a lesson in humility for all the folks out there. And a lesson in Nick Lachey, which I yep. guarantee you did not think you were getting that's, when that's you turned this on this podcast. That's why you Lachey come to the SoCo lessons. Show, though. Yep, Lachey lessons. Lachey lessons. That's a good one. Do I have a Do I have a sound for that? Um, Just play the entirety of what's left of me, please. Yep, yep. I think we have the rights to it. Oh, yeah. I think I have that on the board here. I do not. It number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of copyright now. That yeah. and Peter Pan. It's fair use now, so everyone Peter can. Pants. We're gonna see a lot of that now. Anyway, I, God, we actually just spent the first five minutes of the podcast on Nick Lachey. Uh, so that's fun. That's the whole episode. <laughs> yep. Wrap it up. <laughs> we, uh, we do want to make you all aware of our upcoming uh, episode number 200, which we are very, very excited about. It's going to be live uh, on the JBuck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. That's coming up on June 17th. Uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, so make sure you don't miss that. Some big announcements, a uh, lot of changes coming, a uh, lot of exciting things coming that we're, we've been waiting to tell you about for a while. Um, we're going to have some fun reminiscing. Uh, we are hoping to have some some uh, some interaction with, uh, with you, the audience, so uh, always a good time, but now is especially a good time to go on and leave us a voice message on Anchor if you want to uh, feature yourself on episode 200. So we hope you'll join us for that. Mark your calendars. Again, that's uh, June 17th, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central on JBuck Studios YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. For now, though, uh, we got to do this episode 198 here. So let's get ourselves all uh, all lubricated, all titillated here uh, with our titillating topic. Titillating topics. Titillating topics. I surprise you. That I, I can yeah. repeat a little bit right now. I hope so. Hope everyone, <laughs> everyone is just by fact of me yelling titillating topics a little bit more titillated. But we do have to complete the normal segment. So we're going to go ahead and fire up the titillator. Perfect. <laughs> All right. What are some things that you should not say during a job interview? Pickle weasel. Mm-hmm. I think that that's honestly number one. Because those are two things that one of them is going to offend someone for sure. <laughs> Probably pickle, maybe weasel. I would say it's the correct answer. Would you know a weasel if you spotted one? Would you know it was a weasel? I would have no fucking clue. You could yeah, point at anything it, and it, tell it me it was would, a weasel and I'd believe you. Yeah, I, I think I could maybe pick him out of a lineup. If anything, he's got a similarity to uh, Polly Shore in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I didn't know we were taking shots oh, at well. Polly Shore on this podcast. I was gonna say shots fired at Polly Shore. Hey man, if we're if we're just gonna be fucking roasting Polly Shore, guess what? I got one for you, Polly Shore. Fuck you. <laughs> How dare you put out the movie Jury Duty? Yeah, fuck you and your Jury Duty. Wow. Oh man. Okay. Um. 
So definitely all that conversation right there. Pwn and Polly right now. <laughs> you We're not moving on. <laughs> Welcome to Pwn and Polly. <laughs> I will wow. do a shout out. Son-in-law, pretty good movie. <laughs> You've seen it. Have you seen the entirety of Polly Shore's life? Oh, 100%. Biodome, Encino Man, Son-in-law, Jury oh Duty. God. Dude, I watched all of those growing up in the 90s, dude. They're burnt into my brain. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, wow. I can quote all of them, too. If I ever get into, like, a Pauly Shore trivia match, and I can bring a tag partner, Dude, I'm bringing you along. bring me in. You're going to be on my millionaire phone-a-friend, just in case Pauly Shore questions do come <laughs> So, would you... For a million dollars. Would you consider yourself, then, a, a fan of, of Pauly Shore? Would you do, is that something you would say about yourself? Is that I, true? I would You're say a fan? so. I actually, uh, he was here and did stand-up probably five years ago, and we went and saw him. Nice. Um, and was that good? Uh, it, I mean, he looks rough. I will, I, I will say that. Uh, I was hoping boom, for the... Boom, another Polly burn. <laughs> yeah, Polly boom. Fuck you, Polly Shore. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would I would say I'm a fan. I mean, the thing is, like, it was strictly like a thing for like four or five years in the '90s. He was like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Like, I remember there was a, mm-hmm. oh god, I don't know if it was like a documentary or something, a small like thirty minute one where they kind of recounted where he was like the huge biggest thing. You know, he was on like uh, TRL all the time. He was on MTV. He was he was on all that stuff, and then just kind of poof. And I think it was because he did just bad movie after bad movie. Yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. That'll, maybe he'll come back and, and, you know, be in the Oscar comp. Maybe he'll pull an Adam Sandler and have a, a career revival because he actually is in a couple good movies. That would be pretty sweet. Not that Adam Sandler's movies are bad. I loved them growing up. But, you know, they, I don't think they were getting nominated uh, mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. But is, wow. I think they didn't they feature Pauly Shore in the um, – because it's his mom that used to run the comedy store. Is that yeah, where I saw Mitzi my Shore. most recent Polly Shore knowledge? That's Probably. right, Mitzi. Yeah. So he has something in the comedy community. I know he's a big a big deal, but I don't think his movies get a lot of respect. So I guess you don't get no respect. I guess we gotta. <laughs> JB, also, you're you're carrying the Polly Shore flag. <laughs> hell yeah, man. So in closing, don't say Polly Shore during a job interview. <laughs> Oh wait, wait what, what's this job for again? I'm so sorry. I think I think this is perfect. I think I think where we went is better than the question itself. So we can move. I on. think you're right. Nick Lachey and Pauly Shore. Uh, if you could, if you had to wipe from existence one of their careers and you got to keep the other one, what would you do? Get out of here, Pauly. Oh no, Mr. Lackey. Fuck you, Pauly Shore. <laughs> you can leave the, the doors that way, Mr. Lackey. <laughs> Nick Lachey is going down. I think... Breaking the tie. Yeah. Who is it? I think I gotta side with Jared here by a hair. Yes. Honestly, I do. As much as I... And don't get me wrong, it's still fuck you, Pauly Shore. (laughs) But Pauly Shore makes me feel... He makes me feel something. Nick Lachey never really did that for me. I'm just just Nick Lachey neutral. You just took something from me here because if Nick Lachey doesn't exist, then the newlywed show on MTV doesn't exist, which Uh means that I don't. Which means the whole uh, time in my life, the beautiful time that was uh, my love for Ashley Simpson, that never exists. You take a part of my happiness, and if you take a part of my happiness, I'm not the same guy. We probably don't uh, have a podcast. I probably never meet Jared. And then what happens? And then the Soko show never exists. 
You ruined the SoCo show. Oh, mommy. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Fuck Nick Lachey. Wow. I, I can't believe, um, I mean, we, we picked the right decision, but we, we just killed um, the path to the show. What if, yeah. you, you know what, let's backtrack, rewind all the way to episode one, and um, we'll, we'll try to pretend that it's the SoCo show without you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those episodes are going to be really weird because it's going to be me going, what did you think of that one? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's doable, though. We, we could maybe get some ratings on that. We'll have to see. We'll have to, let, us know, uh, let us know in the comments if you guys want to see that. Um, I, I don't think we're going to get any comments. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> We are so far from... <laughs> I love it. Immediately... <laughs> We didn't even get in the train and drive it off the tracks. We, instead of getting on the train, got on some ATVs and went in the opposite direction of the train. We drove right through Polly Shore's fucking front window. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With boxing gloves on it. What we can all agree on is that the, the more valuable result of this titillating topic was the, the insightful Polly Shore knowledge that we got from Jared. So... <laughs> Uh, shouts out to old Polly and uh, Nick Lachey as well. And we're going to wrap up our titillating topics right there. Titillating topics. <laughs> I wanted to hold you in suspense for a second. <laughs> but not I'm for held. too long. He is held. Uh, don't hold us in suspense too long, Seth. We got to get, get into that Twitter machine and check in with WWE Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik. Let's check out some Sheik tweets. I call you a punk. We all know Iron Sheik is a musical genius. Um, he, he loves to remix popular songs. He likes to pay respect in the only way that Sheiky can uh, to some of the classics of our day. Um, so we'll go ahead and, and uh, hear the most recent rendition of the uh, Sheik remix. Uh, he says, a few times I've been around that track, so it never gonna happen like that because I ain't no jabroni, no good dumb son of a bitch. I ain't no jabroni, dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> One's uh, not as not as rhythmic, I think, as the original, but I think maybe more meaningful in the lyrics. I don't know. What would be the uh, uh, C A M E L clutch? I don't know. I'm trying to replace that. B A N A N A S. Not quite working. J A B R O N I. That one's good. Mm-hmm. That one's good. Your ass is jabroni. J A B R O N I. Where's NPA? Well, that's the song we need. We need yes. Hollaback Girl remixed with Iron Sheik lyrics. I will. I will. Uh, I will call Lil C Man, and and we'll get some hot, uh, some hot beats or some hot. Uh, what's the word? At? Bars. We'll lay down. <laughs> Clearly, I'm a rapper. We'll get some bars laid down uh, with some Iron Sheik jokes. So NPA, hit us up when you're ready to do that one. Um, but we got Iron Sheik mixing up the Gwen Stefani this week in Sheik Tweets. I call you a punk. That's... I'm probably going to be thinking about that jabroni one for a little while. That is are... not the end of the show. Oh, uh, this is where we shout out our sponsors. Uh, first of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. We've talked about a couple of books uh, this last month or so, and what I can contribute uh, that you've already heard on the show 
is I did go back and listen to yearbook, uh, Seth Rogen's book, Seth, that you recommended, and it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I would second your recommendation. Very fun audiobook. It's very cool that he reads it. I think it adds, um, it doesn't sound like he's reading a book. It sounds like he's talking to you, which I think is cool. It, it's very similar to like a podcast, mm-hmm. um, and it's not excessively long. So I would recommend yearbook, and then also um, Project Hail Mary, which is by Andy Weir, uh, who did The Martian. And uh, Mike and my brother Kyle, Mike of Mike's Wood, of course, who we'll talk about in a second, uh, they both listen to the audiobook. I've got the physical copy of this book, and I was reading it last night. And I, do you guys remember the last time you were reading a physical book and you couldn't put it down? Do you, can you even remember the last time that happened to you? I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's been, easily it's been since high school for me. And I had that feel last night I was into this book and I ended up like staying up an hour past when I was supposed to go to bed because I couldn't put it down. And uh, I'm told the audio is really, really good, but the book in general, whether whichever way you catch it, Project Hail Mary is definitely worth a read. It's a uh, sci-fi, but very scientific sci-fi. So um, if you were, if you liked The Martian, I, I think you'll really like uh, Project Hail Mary as well. So you can pick that one up, uh, Project Hail Mary or Seth Rogen's yearbook, uh, both available on Audible. Uh, you can get it for free with our code. Hit the link in the description box. Next up, we have Mathis Designs. Uh, that's our friend Steph. Go find her on mathisdesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that, ooh. Kind of sound like a hint of Scooby-Doo in there. Rinkies. Like Zoink Scoob, we gotta get the piece. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Um, I threw myself off. Who's next? Mike's Wood. We gotta get ourselves a piece of Mike's Wood. Uh, Head on over to Etsy.com/shop/cornfedandwed to get your woodworked. Oh, Mike. Oh wow, that's okay. (laughs) Mike is. That's what happens when you get a piece of Mike's wood, I guess. (laughs) Well, let Seth catch his breath while I give a shout out to uh, our friends over on Spotify. (laughs) NPA and Friday After Class. If you're looking for some music to listen to, uh, links to the Spotify pages for both NPA and Friday After Class, where he joins Jack on the weekends. Um, Keep an eye out on that Friday After Class page. We're going to have the drop for Glizzy's for Breakfast, which features Lil Seaman. Um, and to be honest with you, I can't tell you exactly when that's coming out, but it's very soon. So, uh, make sure that you're a follower of Friday After Class and NPA so you don't miss any of those hot beats. That's why I sleep till noon. NPA also working with our very own JB on Room 56 Studios. Uh, the guys are helping you take your creative ideas and package them into something you can distribute. So if you've got... Uh, an idea and you need some graphic design help, some video editing, audio editing, anything to take that idea out of your head and give it out to the world, uh, head over to room56studios.com. Talk to the guys about how they can help you out. What? And finally, our podcast hosting service is Anchor. Let's go to a quick 30-second ad about them. Very good, as always, Co. Uh, Anchor is also the place (laughs) where you can go... (laughs) You can't slide That's, that by without one of us knowing. I think I, well, I try. And it's it's really hard with you guys because here's a little peek behind the curtain for those who maybe don't realize that this is what's happening. 
um, when we record the show, I haven't inserted that ad in yet. And so it's literally just me going, here's the ad, and then waiting two seconds and going, and we're back. <laughs> and it's never not really awkward, but especially when I try to compliment myself, it's um, it sticks out well. So you're right. I don't think I could sneak them by. Um, but we're not trying to sneak you past Anchor. We want you to go out there and check out that page because... Uh, a couple things you can do out there. One of them is to leave us voice messages. Uh, and of course, with our 200th episode coming up, we would love to hear uh, the voices of the listeners on that episode. So if you want to go uh, give us a hot take, tell us your favorite SoCo memory. Um, let us know how badly Seth needs to watch The Matrix. Uh, ask us to settle a bet. Tell us how shitty our tournaments or our Mambo Number no. 5 picks have been. Whatever it is, uh, we want to hear from you. So go over to the Anchor page. There's a link in the description box to go directly to uh, the voice messages. So go record yourself and you'll hear your very, your very own voice on an episode of the SoCo show. So we hope you'll go check that out. Uh, and also we hope that you'll, while you're on anchor, uh, click on that contribution button and become one of our anchor wankers. Wanker. These are the elite task force of SoCo fans who contribute a dollar, $2, $5, uh, to the show every month to help us keep the show going and growing big shouts out to all of our existing Anchor wankers, wankers. Um, you guys will will find out soon um, that your contributions are, are being put to to some fun use uh, that we're really excited to share with y'all in a couple of weeks. Uh, now is also a great time to become a wanker for the first time Wanker. if you haven't yet. Um, again, link is in the description box to go choose the contribution amount that's right for you. And even if you're not a wanker, uh, we want wanker. to thank you for listening to this episode. Just by clicking on it here, you have helped out the show. Uh, if you want to continue to help the show out, we hope you'll share this episode with friends, help us grow the party a little bit and um, add more people to our wanker list. Wanker. Big one. I like that. That's it for our sponsors today, and we are going to once again crown the champion of something. Here comes yes. our tournament of trivial topics. Yes. A tournament of trivial topics. Fight. So I don't know if you guys saw this at all this week, but something I saw make the rounds on the old Twitter machine uh, was a, a bracket, um, not a tournament, a bracket. Um, they're stealing our ideas here. Yeah, what um, the hell? Fuckers. Um, totally original idea by us. Fuck you for stealing it. Exactly. Um, Apparently people don't understand trademarks. <laughs> Champion of Those something. people are going to get the Pauly Shore treatment in a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting a drop kick through the window. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, so this one, though, that was online, that was passing around, that go, was going around, that was getting passed around uh, like a filthy gym sock. Yeah, uh, run around Sue style. There's <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> one for you old listeners. That's for, that's for all you people who were listening to 98 Degrees back in the summer. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, the the tournament that was going around was um, the best burger. Um, Ooh, and it's this one's a little oh, longer. Well. This is a sixteen uh, sixteen and uh, oh, you're taking a uh, big bite now. Contestant uh, and uh, tournament here, um, but we'll go through these pretty quick, um, and we're gonna crown what the Soco Show deems is the best burger. The best burger. Mm. So the first round, we have Shake Shack versus Dairy Queen. I know all three of us have recently had Shake Shack. I think it was at like 2 a.m. Uh, in Vegas, and it was a delicious burger. Is that what we had? We had smashed. 
No, it was Shake Shack. No, it yeah, was Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Okay, it yeah, was yeah. fucking incredible, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was some very of the most tasty. hungry I've ever been in my life, but it was good. Yeah. And I personally... And Dairy Queen's I, the other? I very much enjoy a Dairy Queen burger, um, but I also very much enjoy their cheese curds a lot more, and... Of course, their ice cream. Their had ice the thin, cream, yeah. Had the Thin Mint uh, Blizzard recently, the Girl Scout Thin Mint Blizzard recently. Yeah, Very no, tasty. You, you can take that and dip it straight into the toilet. Very tasty. No, nope. I agree. No, no. Yeah. the Oreo, the mint Oreo one is so much better because you get more of a crunch. No. Yes. There's, there's Thin Mints in there. You get crunches it's anyway. It's awful. Awful, man. We're not debating ice cream okay, here, okay, Jared. Okay, okay, We're okay. debating sorry, sorry, sorry. burgers. <laughs> Jared's trying to get back on that ATV from earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun the first time. <laughs> so, um, what do we think here? Shake Shack versus Dairy Queen. I haven't had a I'm Dairy a... Queen burger in 10 years, probably. They're, um, pretty, they're pretty decent. I, from what I remember, yeah, but I think that that Shake Shack one is where I'm going because that yeah. was damn good. I've only had Shake Shack a handful of times, but I agree with you. Shake Shack has a pretty tasty burger. Let's make it a clean sweep. I think Shake Shack is a real threat in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an excellent burger. I would also say this might be a hot take. Well, uh, I think more of a cold take, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> I think Shake Shack's ice cream is better than Dairy Queen's. Ice cream. Like, I know Dairy Queen has the blizzard, but if we're getting a, like a milkshake, Beep. I would rather have it Beep. from Shake Shack. Beep. You can disagree all you want. I Beep. mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That strawberry shake I had was good. Right? Yeah. yeah because they Beep. use real ice cream. Instead of the bullshit that Dairy Queen uses, I have an anti-Dairy Queen bias. Um, I will admit. So Seth, Seth is trying to Seth is trying to play me off like He's the trying Oscar. Trying to censor you. Um, yeah. All right. So Shake Shack, Shake Shack moves on. Uh, next round we have McDonald's versus Carl's Junior Junior slash Hardy Senior. Throw that ver- throw that McDonald's in the trash. Yeah. You can't, be- you can't beat those those delicious Hardy's burgers. Get that monster burger the up in burger? me. Yeah, Give me dude. That thick oh oh man, God. I eat one of those. I will never lose that weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, mushroom and Swiss from Hardy uh, from Carl's Jr. It's the only place I get a mushroom and Swiss. Incredible fucking burger. I love McDonald's as much as the next guy, but uh, Carl's is gonna take this one for me too. Hell I yeah. think it's clean sweeps up. Apparently, even Travis I was... Scott couldn't save it. <laughs> I was real worried though, Cody, because you're you're a McDonald's man. You you I mean you used to get it all the time at least. Um, I love so. it, but not because it's a good burger. Like it's yeah. just it's convenient, just easy. and I think they put crack in it. So I will say, it's, it's delicious, but not in terms of like a high quality burger. Legal it, crack. It is a burger that, like, <laughs> when I am craving one, it satisfies really well. The McDonald's burger because it's a specific craving. Because it's really not even a burger craving. It's like it has its own flavor. It it, it doesn't taste like a burger to me at all. Like when I think of a, a burger, it's like this is some sort of fake meat that's in this mm-hmm. bread. But it tastes very good. It's just when you want it. It's a giant lump of salt with a with a pleasing <laughs> consistency to yeah. chew on. Like that's yeah. what it is. it's salt that you craved. <laughs> and I love salt. Don't get me wrong. I love I'd like McDonald's burgers a lot, but I feel like we're trying to find a, a, a high quality burger, and and uh, McDonald's just isn't not that. necessarily. Uh, Carl's isn't necessarily that either, but it, I well, think it's a better burger. And again, you know, this is maybe branching off a little bit, but I feel like McDonald's doesn't go out of the box too much. Hardee's and Carl's Jr. does every now and then. Like, they get this Western barbecue uh, bacon and, like, onion ring one. It's good. Mm. All righty. Moving on. Plus curls. Yeah, they do have great curly fries. Um, Mm. This next round, I have not had either of these. I think maybe you guys have (laughs) potentially had one of these places. Um, But the matchup is Whataburger versus Checkers. Oh, I've had both of these. Oh, wow. Damn, yeah. 
Um, what? So, so Seth, Cody, have, you had... have you guys had any of these? I what? What? I think I might have had checkers. Well, checkers isn't the bar. I, that, I don't know that that we used to go to. It's a checkers or rally. Oh my god, that's probably what I was thinking of. I, I'm not sure. I've Wait, had, uh, Jared, I think you're going to need to make checkers? this. There's a bar in Cedar Rapids. Yeah, it was in Cedar Rapids. Just get trivia. trivia. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. is that the one in that open place that you guys took me to? No, that was Nubo. Oh, uh, shoot a pickle, man. Yeah. Um. Okay. Whataburger versus Checkers. So the thing is, I I can't even like compare these two to like kind of get your guys' input. Um. This is all you, Jared. I know. This is all me. Cody, um, which one do you choose out of the two? I'll choose yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. I, I think I think anyone who doesn't pick checkers here is is stupider than Polly Shore. Like I don't know why anyone would pick Whataburger in this situation. So wow. for me, it's emphatically checkers. And if you what? disagree with me, fuck what? you. What? 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 And again, we're judging burgers here. I mean, Whataburger, yeah. they have a mean chicken sandwich where it's like a Ooh. bunch of chicken strips Y'all on things top of. Oh, yeah, they do. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, your socks don't match your shirt. Um, so I'm like, oh, please don't. Um, burger, though, I got to go with Whataburger here. I mean, okay. it, it's got the burger in the name. Checker's a good one, but I don't feel like I've had enough exposure. Again, I've had both of them only once. Um, yeah. but I, I, the Whataburger one is more memorable to me. All right, well, Whataburger's moving on. Yeah. Next round we have In-N-Out Burger versus the shit squares known as White Castle. Oh, I thought you were about to say Wendy's, and I was like, you can take that Baconator <laughs> no, and no, shove no. it. No. Uh, How did White Castle make it into this? <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't even be here. They, it, it's like a participation it a, ribbon. <laughs> it was the 13th round. <laughs> it wasn't even last. Like, Dairy Queen, was. they have worse. It's like, no. What the hell? That blows my mind. I, I will say I, I'll I'll tell you I'll give myself away ahead of time. I'm looking for a reason to not pick In and Out because I I think it's fine, but I think it gets way too much press about overrated. But I I still can't pick, I still can't <laughs> pick White Castle over it. I don't even think there's meat in White Castle. Burger. It's like 99% bun. It's good when you want bun it, but it's onion. not a burger. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It's like, bunion. It's a bunion. <laughs> yeah, they're the most soggy, fucking gross ass just piece wet. of shit burgers. <laughs> it's just wet. Have you wait? The entire just... appeal of them is you can get fifty of them. That's the only <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, for a nickel. For a nickel. You, sh- you sh- yeah. You know it's not good when they sell in it like a an abundance of this in a what that you can have a hand you can like put your guitar in it after you're done. No, with the new guitar carrying case. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh man. Oh man. Um, yeah, That's like I, four dollars for all that. Wait, okay, I'm I'm curious here. Have you actually had them at the restaurant or only the frozen ones that you get from like the store? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah, I've had them a couple times at a. Re- I think we had it in St. Louis. Yeah, when we were driving so we were home together for that one. Like, oh they, man. They like. You put it in your hand and it falls apart because they're so fucking soggy. <laughs> it was <and> soggy. <laughs> it's soggy bottom boys right there. Oh yeah. Um, was, I don't want to vote for it, but I have to because I can't vote for soggy buns here. I'm going with In and Out. In and Out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, we have next round. We have Wendy's, which is the number three ranked. I should probably went over. Ranks, Ooh but, yeah. Uh, versus what, what, what was what, what was White Castle? White Castle. Sixteen. Thir- Thirteen. <laughs> okay. 16 was Dairy Queen for some stupid reason. Oh, weird. 
Sorry, but then uh, so we have Wendy's versus 14th ranked Steak and Shake. Oh, really? I like Steak and Shake burgers a lot. Um, yeah, it used, to, I, it used to be like a treat when I'd go to to uh, a couple towns over. Very um, affordable. Affordable, good shakes, um, fries. We're not talking about fries here, but the fries had something to be uh, desired. They were a little small, but Wendy's for me was a was was a hangover like. You had to have it. If you're hungover, you had to have Wendy's. It was just mm-hmm. like grease and giant fucking whatever that meat is. Yeah, um, Dave gives him your hot and juicy or whatever. Dave puts his special touch on it. Oh, yeah. It makes me feel better after. Um, I haven't had it in a while. I know it's not a great burger, and it's just it's really disgusting when you take it out of the wrapper, but it's very tasty. Um, so I'm going with Wendy's on this one. Cody, what do you say? I, th- I think I'm going to... Gosh, I hate to. It's just been so long since I've had a steak and shake burger. I just don't have a memory of it, which which I think for me means it must not have blown my mind. So I'm gonna have to go with Wendy's. Uh, I agree. I usually don't get like the top notch Wendy's burgers. I get like the the um, value ones. Oh, like Junior. the, the two dollar ones or whatever. Yeah, and they're solid. Like as for for that level of burger, they're probably my favorite in town. Um, and I've got plenty of options here. So for like a two dollar burger, uh, definitely Wendy's. And I just don't remember steak shake steak and shake enough. Um, so I think it's Wendy's for me too. Yeah. See, I think all of my votes are going to be a little skewed because I am strictly like value menu type guy. So I'm not getting the, the quality meat, the Dave's hot and juicy, you know, um, steak, steak and shake though. Wait, not steak. Wait, steak and shake. Yeah. Steak yeah. and shake. Yeah. Um, that one, from what I remember, it was just very, it was good, but it was very like the meat was very kind of thin and dry and it was just kind of piece together so i'm going with wendy's here all right Wendy's moving on next round we have uh number six jack in the box versus number 11 sonic Ooh. this is a tough one yeah Dude, these sound like two that that are in your wheelhouse the these i think are literally on the same level of like just restaurants in general when you were to put them in a realm of like hey uh you can go get corn dogs at one and a side of tacos at another you're like oh okay this is great i gotta go with sonic because i feel like that burger to me was more memorable than the jack in the box one um i think uh jack in the box again this is the whole restaurant but i feel like uh they're a little bit more gimmicky because again you can get a side of tacos <laughs> <laughs> Tacos are a main course, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Tell that to... Don't, don't even get me started with the cookout. There's this place in, like, Tennessee, Nashville, somewhere around there, and uh, we'll have to have a longer conversation about that place because they get cuckoo kachoo with their menu. I think I've heard of this spot, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you, you should tell Del Taco to maybe lay off the other... Uh, are they items. on the list? Well, no, I don't know. They have they burgers. Should, I guess they should. Yeah. Should, yeah. Should, we, should we replace them with, uh, replace in an, or, uh, uh, White Castle with Del Taco and then revote there? I, I have not, I've never had a Del Burger either, <laughs> so I don't even know if they call it, I don't know if they call it a Del Burger, but they, they I, I, I couldn't vouch taco. for it. <laughs> burger Taco. Give me one yeah. of the burger tacos. I, I've learned from Jared that I, I need to, um, I need to be specific with my Del Taco praise. If I just praise the entire place and you get a burger and it sucks, then I'm going to feel responsible for that. So I, I cannot vouch for the Del Burger, um, which if it's not called that, I'm going to be pissed now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't think it would go deep anyway. I can't imagine it's an incredible burger. On the Sonic versus Jack in the Box, I will say that I'm going to agree with you on Sonic. I've had Jack in the Box and... 
I'd rather have Wendy's. I, I think like that was my that yeah. was what I thought when I ate it. Was like, mm. oh, I can just go to Wendy's. I don't need to go back to Jack yeah. in the Box. And so didn't obviously we Wendy's like, isn't a part of this one, but didn't we also go to it in like Vegas? And there was like a, a homeless man stumbling all over the place. No, that he guy did. worked there. Yeah, this guy like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was he was in bare feet, and he I think he like passed out and fell out of a chair. It was yeah. it was a lot going on, and that. That had nothing to do with the food. Did that detract no. just the burger? It just the experience was just something. Yeah. Like when I think of Jack in the Box, I think of home, homeless man falling all over the place. And every time I think of Sonic, I think of delicious shakes and burgers and fries that I've had there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. also vote for Sonic. If if, if a, a wacky experience with a homeless man inside your restaurant overshadows your food, you don't have that good of food. Exactly. I think that's the. If lesson. there was a homeless man stumbling also, Sonic, over Sonic, I would be able to stay in my car and avoid him and then enjoy my my delicious food. I'd throw a brick at that guy and tell him to shut up. I'm trying to eat my Sonic. <laughs> Don't worry. The brick has money on it. <laughs> I've glued six nickels. Oh, my so, God. I may have I've... killed the guy with blunt force trauma, yeah. but at least he died with ten more dollars than he had. That's, yeah, that really saves me morally there. Thanks for the help there, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Make sure you don't get canceled. <laughs> All right, next round here we have uh, Culver's at number seven versus number 10, Boyga King. It's an easy one for me. Gosh. Culver's all day over Burger King. Burger King. Yeah? I like Burger King. Mostly I like their fries. But it's, it's again, kind of like McDonald's. It's specific. If I'm, if I'm in the mood for that specific flavor, then it's very satisfying. But their double cheese, like, I'll get their double cheeseburger, and it's, like, just a specific thing because I had it so many times growing up. Same thing with McDonald's. So it's kind of more like a nostalgia thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Culver's, I'll go, if I want to get a delicious burger and some cheese curds, a little bit of custard, I'm going there. Like, the, I, I'm specifically going out for that. Custard me up, sir. And their fries are awesome, too. They got crinkle cut. You can't even decide between crinkle cut and cheese curds sometimes. Yeah, be like, hey, just throw half and half in the bag and shake them up. <laughs> Maybe drop a thing of ranch in there too and see you can get real crazy. Um, I think my go. problem with Burger King is okay. Their 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 thing is the Whopper, but the thing is, if you boil that down and take off all the toppings, because you essentially get a side salad on top of it. <laughs> It, I don't feel like it's that great. You know, char-broiled, whatever. That's their thing. Culver's, I've had so... I've had probably a hundred more burgers to from Culver's to Burger King burgers. I'm going wow. Culver's, man. Nice. Yeah. Because they also... Let's make it a clean get crazy, And they have this one limited edition <laughs> once a year called a Pub House Burger. They throw some un- onion-like strings on top. The bun is all good. It is great, people. Ooh, wow. You're unlocking the secret Culver's menu yep, over there. Yep, yep, yep. I like it, man. That's uh, you just got to use secret code Polly Shore, and they'll give you yep. access to all the burgers that nobody else. If you can answer a trivia question wheeze. about son-in-law, then yeah, then you what, put the what's special the kid sauce from uh, Sandlot in that movie wearing on his shirt? It says, "Seduce me, please." <laughs> what? You you, to- what? you totally could have just made that up, and we'd have been like, "Oh, that's impressive." <laughs> no, it's actually true, which is bad. <laughs> wow, I. I'm learning so much about your knowledge of college work. <laughs> the <laughs> it's a clean sweep on Culver's. I actually I seek out Culver's when I come to the Midwest, yeah. which I'll be doing next week. Uh, well, so I'll be eating some Culver's in this next Culver's ten days or so. Or fucking Panchero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be some. There's gonna be some Panchies in my immediate oh, future. Oh, Panchies. He said it. Don't, don't he said say Panchies. He said oh. it. <laughs> 
You're not. You heard it here, people. He said panties. The baby. Iowa is leaving your body. Yes. Let the evil flow. I'm gonna have to put some Iowa back in you when you're back here. Oh God. Oh man, he's definitely gonna bob your burrito. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. Jesus. All right. Well. Um, the next, the last round of the first uh, series. The first is, round. Yeah, Fuck we got a lot of burger talk left yeah, here. <laughs> number two, Five Guys uh, versus number fifteen, Fud Ruckers. Mm. I'm gonna be pretty quick on Five Guys here. They are, uh, they are a staple for me, and yeah. uh, I've had Fud Ruckers, but I couldn't tell you anything about it other than its I name like is Fud Goofy, Ruckers so. a lot, but um, it shouldn't have been fifteen. I don't think. Uh, definitely is it's. Uh, a thousand times better than fucking White Castle. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Five Guys is the is the play here. Yeah, I feel like Fuddruckers, like their gimmick or whatever, and this was maybe like the turn <laughs> of the century was like the burger as big as your face or whatever. Um, I think they kind of moved away from that, but I'm going with Five Guys. I mean, because not only is it a great burger, but I can put like weird stuff on it. Um, very customizable. I think Fuddruckers also is that. Like, I think you have to go up and put shit on it. Don't yeah, you? they kind of have like this, like almost salad bar type thing. Yeah, where you can put stuff on it. But uh, yeah, so that's actually kind of more of a bummer. It's like I don't want to make it myself. You yeah, make exactly. It for me. If I'm paying for it, man, I'm sorry, but you you got to do it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Fuck Fud Ruckers. Let's yeah. Go Five Guys. That's like that's again. This is my whole qualm with Papa Murphy's. You're not baking the pizza. I should be paying half price for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second round here we have number one Shake Shack versus number nine Carl's Juniors. Slash Hardy's Seniors. <laughs> Hardy's Seniors. Wait, what? <laughs> I think I, I think I didn't. You totally fucked my head up with that. I, I, I thought you, I thought you were saying that uh, Carl's versus Hardy's was the matchup, and I was like, no, isn't that? No. And I was it's, like, waiting for the other. I must have missed the other one. No, what was the other? Number one, one Shake Shack versus number nine oh. Carl's Junior slash yeah. Hardy's Senior. Wow, I just short-circuited there. Um, he just threw a he just threw a toaster in the bathtub for a second. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the uh, the underdog pick here. I I I prefer Hardee's over Shake Shack. Um, I really enjoy a nice thick burger. Um, I that it's that's a that's one where um, I'm gonna go like. I'm gonna go seek that that burger out. Not not mm-hmm. saying maybe wouldn't do that with Shake Shack. We don't have one nearby, so this is probably more of a bias. But um, even between the two burgers, I crave. I really enjoy the Hardee's burger. Like if I haven't had it in a while and I finally get it, it's like oh fuck yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, literally, what you just said is how I feel. I think it was a thing. If if uh, Shake Shack was closer and I had more exposure to it, maybe. But between these two, again, very recently we had the Shake Shack. And from all of the memory of Hardee's or Carl's Jr., depending on where you live, I'm going with those thick burgers because they're so good. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's the availability here that wins out for Carl's. Um, I think if if the two were next door, there's a pretty good chance I would walk into Shake Shack. But I have no I have no qualms with uh, with picking Carl's here. So uh, I'm going to pick the thickies as well. Yeah, thickies, baby. All right. Next round. Um. We have Wata Perker versus In and Out. I gotta Water go with the one. I gotta go with the one that I, that I've had as In and Out. Hmm. Interesting. You already I... had Wata Burger. <laughs> what? Yeah, I have. I'm, I don't care, Cody. Oh. This is just, 
This is just where I start asserting my anti-In-N-Out burger bias. Yes, yes. Rant, baby. Rant. All right, fine. You can do it then. I just think... I just, I'm just sick of people telling me it's amazing. Like, and, and maybe it's because I hadn't had, maybe I, maybe I heard too much before I ate it. It's just a fucking burger. Like, I don't even know if you could tell me what's great about it. Other than like the regional pride that you have, if you're from the West, um, I've had in and out a couple of times. There's one, a few hours away from me. I actually have it with, you know, a couple times a year at least. Um, and it doesn't do much for me. I, you know what the problem I think is, is, and maybe I'm just ordering the wrong thing from there. There's, I, I don't think I've ever had veggies on my in and out burger. And so it's just, it's just all, it's just like all salt and grease, which I'm not saying it tastes horrible or anything, but I don't get that like complete taste. Like I do from some, like the Hardee's burgers, for example, they, they put a shitload of stuff on theirs. So I think for, for a relatively basic burger, I'm sure it's got a good fucking recipe or seasoning or whatever the hell. Or, but like I don't, I haven't, I've yet to hear someone tell me why that burger is good without mentioning animal style fries. <laughs> haven't yep, heard it yet. Yep. And so I, I can't pick the burger. I don't, I'm, sh- I, I don't know anything about what a burger, but I'm picking it just because I, I don't want to have to keep talking about In and Out. <laughs> so Jared, are you going to the what a burger? Oh, 100 percent. In and Out okay. is. Uh, I mean, I had it. Okay, I went on a trip, maybe a couple years ago, and I had it twice on that trip. The first time I had it, again, I, I got it all styled up, whatever. You know, I didn't want to take anything off, and that's usually not the way I have a burger. That was very good. Next time I had it, I was like, there's literally nothing to this. So I think it's this first time you do it, boom, whatever type thing. Um, Also, I just have to say, because Cody brought it up, animal style fries, straight up, looks like they just brought a cat into the back to throw up on your fries. I just had to say it. (laughs) Get out of here with those animal style fries. We're not having your shit in (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess it's just out then. (laughs) Um we have uh, number three Wendy's versus number eleven Sonic. Personally, for me, oh, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, I after I am, you, I am a square, so I am going for Wendy's here. Um, Aha! That is it, Chef. What are you thinking? Um, I think I was leaning that way too. I think I was going going towards uh, the Wendy's route. I'm gonna agree. Wendy's going deep right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! All right, and finally we have number two, Five Guys, versus number seven, Culver's. Fuck. Yeah, this is hardest matchup yet. Hardest matchup yet for me. Hmm. I'm gonna shock the world here. I think I know what you're doing too. I think I'm going Culver's. Yep, <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. Wow, he's going. Oh man. All combined. I'm torn now, here. Yeah, Culver's, uh, Culver's wins all around for me, I think. Wow. What is it about the burger? It's a bold take. Is it the flavor, the taste, the texture? What What are you, what are you grabbing from it's it? It's the butter burger, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, I think um, it's the, the bun. The bun yeah, does a lot of it. the bun is work. awesome. Yep. And that is, I would say that that's a weakness of the Five Guys burger, I would say. It's a tough for matchup me, five for Five Guys. guys. Five Guys has elite fries, um, but they don't, like, their burgers are good and they're big, but that's kind of more of it is they don't really have, like, a, an insanely good, like, Culver's has a flavor to me. When I bite yeah. into a Culver's burger, you I'm know like, it's a Culver's that's burger. that's a Culver's burger. If I bite into, other than it, like, if they just gave me a patty, um, like a small patty at Five Guys and not the one that's the size of a softball, mm-hmm. um, if they just gave me a normal size <laughs> patty um, I and I bit into that, I'd be like, is that... Like I don't know what they, I couldn't say. That's that doesn't we, have a signature flavor. 
if and when we're ever in person again, we should have a burger taste test somehow. We get all 16 of yeah. these burgers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll use all of the oh, money God. that we've gotten from the wankers. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to host that one. I will get violently sick if we eat this many burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of myself if I can finish my Five Guys burger. Um, this, this, this matchup for me is, that would be is awesome, actually. kind of... Um, this is like a old co versus new co kind of thing. Uh, you know, before I moved to Oregon, I would have emphatically said Culver's here, uh, but I just eat a lot of Five Guys now, and it's a delicious burger. Um, this it's like a this is how boring I am. Like some of my like most exciting Friday nights are when I'm getting Five Guys. Like it's an event for me to get Five Guys. Love the burger. Love the toppings. I think that that would be the thing that I think sticks out about Five Guys is I can get lettuce tomato pickle on there and i know i'm getting high quality shit seth you said two things i think you said two things that swayed me did culver's already on this (laughs) oh did jared already vote i haven't voted okay i want to hear his side he might sway me gotcha okay the the reason i'm on the fence here and i'm gonna i'm not gonna vote before you jared i'm gonna pass it to you in a second um the bun uh, I think Culver's has a really strong bun. Five Guys, not a strong bun. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a slow eater like instantly. me, it, yeah. that burger, that bun is not lasting very long. Um, but the toppings and the patties, very, very solid. It's a tough go on the bun. I'm t- I'm, it's, it's a hard one. I, I think you're, I think you, I'm hoping you'll bail me out here, Jared, of having Yeah, see, the thing is, I, I totally agree <laughs> with the whole uh, sogginess factor because you have about a 10-mile radius if you're leaving the store. Otherwise, that thing is straight up borderline approaching uh, White Castle soggy factor. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thing that Seth said was you bite in, you blindfold you, you bite into two burgers, you instantly know which one is the Culver's burger. And that's why I'm going towards that one. I do love a big meaty burger like Five Guys with, <gasps> with kind of whatever toppings, but I would rather go to Culver's. Boom. Culver's moves on. Sounds like it's Culver's. All, All right. right. I got the final four. A little sad, but I get it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> got the final four here. We have Carl's Jr. slash Hardy's Sr. Ver- uh, versus Whataburger. <laughs> you're going to fuck my head Just because again. you're saying it that way, I have to vote for it. <laughs> Car- uh, Carl's Jr. slash Hardy's? <laughs> Senior. Senior. Yeah. No, think, it, uh, for me, I'm it's definitely the, the thick factor, the, the monster burger for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to go Hardy's. with the father-son duo here. All right. Carl's Jr. slash Hardy Sr. moves on. Then yeah. now we have... Uh, this is another tough matchup. Wendy's versus Culver's. <laughs> For me, it's Fuck. not so tough. I've, I've, I've been waxing po- poetic about no. Culver's this entire time. <laughs> you were about to say you're waxing pole. <laughs> I'm going with Culver's. These vaxxed and waxed, ladies. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> vaxxed with our sacks out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you my cheese curds. Oh no! Oh my goodness gracious! God, every Ladies. lady out there listening to the show right now. Please show me your dick. <laughs> You're telling me that thing is waxed and he's got cheese curd testes. Wow! Give me a mouthful of that. Holy that cow. should be on your dating profile, to be honest. I'll let you lick my cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's getting pulled. Oh that's my god! <laughs> yeah. Have you, you ever heard the expression that was so funny I forgot to laugh? That just yep. happened to me. Like, the, you just said that and the thought went through my head. That is fucking hilarious. And I didn't laugh, but that, you're right. I am grabbing that for a clip. Like, honestly, I think I was holding on because I was like, don't fuck up the clip. Don't fuck up the clip. 
Oh man. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'll send I'm you that going, link when I got it. Uh, per, wait, wh who's? Oh, it's Wendy's and Culver's. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> yeah. towards Culver's. Um, yeah, all day. Yeah, strong showing from Wendy here. Uh, I think went deeper in this than a lot of people might have expected. Uh, oh, but no. Culver, Culver's is is definitely going to beat beat Wendy out here. All right, and the final round here. Uh, kind of a, a an underdog or upset finals. We have the number nine, Carl's Jr. Hardy Senior. Versus number seven, Culver's. Yeah, any, like, intense burger foodie people out there who listen to us are probably cursing us right now because they're like, really? <laughs> fast, <laughs> two Midwest-based fast food restaurants have the Hell best yeah. burgers in the country. And, uh, yeah, I think we can all emphatically say, yes, eat shit. It's a hard one for mm -hmm. me. Jared, why don't you start here? What, what are you thinking? Where are you, where's your head going on this one? So, okay, it's what, Culver's versus, I missed it. Carl's. Carl's. Hmm. Carl's Jr. Hardy Sr. I mean, yeah, Carl's Jr. Sr. Uh, Hardy's. Um, the third. <laughs> the third, yes. Uh, repeating, Carl of Hardy's. course. That, that was like growing up. That was like in our town. We would go there after games and stuff like that. Culver's is a new love. I didn't have that until college, <laughs> very late in college, and I abused it. I would be oh, like a no. weekly thing. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was one of those, you know, everyone's been in one of those relationships. It's not good for you, but you keep going back. And over the years... Hurt so good. We've we've been in touch. Come on, baby. It really hurts so good. Um, I'm going Culver's. <laughs> that is a love that I keep going back to. I found a love. Oh, me. I've had a lot of Culver's. Ah... <laughs> uh, do you agree with him, Seth? I don't know. What do you think? He's on the spot right now. I think I'm stuck. You guys, honestly, this is way more than I've thought about burgers in a long time. But it's something, Jared, that you said earlier was about you can get some, uh, you can get a lot of shit on your Hardee's uh, or your Carl's, right? You can get the shrimp and Swiss. You can get like all the fucking jalapeno jack the Frisco burger, burger and all this other stuff. Oh, Frisco. Yeah. yeah, if you want it between two fucking toasted fucking sourdough Texas buns. toast slices. Oh, yeah. Give sourdough? me that sourdough. Are you kidding me? Oh. Um, so I think the variety makes me lean Hardee's, but if you just put like the same burger, made like the same uh, toppings or whatever on, on both burgers, I then I could see I'm myself going Culver's because of that bun aspect and that additional. I'm going to get a, get a so burger. I think it's going to depend on what I'm looking for that day. I'm going to find her. <laughs> I'm going to burger. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for Carl's. Um, and it's specifically because of the shroom and Swiss. I think uh, Hardy's slash Carl's is the one place that's, that's really made me enjoy a shroom and Swiss. And that experience has opened me up to a lot of other burgers um, Ooh, from burger other places. So I open. think oh, no. they, have, they have affected my <laughs> burger window uh, in a major way. And, and they've really just spread it open even more spread than it was open before. So um, I'm going to give it to Carl Jr. slash Hardy Sr. on this one and put the tough choice on, on you, my friend. All right. Well, everyone's made their case. Jared has professed his love for Culver's and said that he beat Culver's. Uh, <laughs> Maybe during, come back and miss you. <laughs> during the throes of their love. <laughs> Cody loves a good, uh, loves a good Frisco. Where you go? Thick burger. Yeah. Mm, a thick I have two, two C's, C's and a K. I've enjoyed both of these burgers many a time. 
but I, like you, Jared, have uh, more recently come on the, the Culver's train. Uh, because yeah, you of, have. Because of the, the cheese curds, <laughs> and they also have great crinkle cuts. But we're talking about straight-up burgers here, and it's hard to, it's hard to make a decision. But it's a gateway drug, my man. I think I'm going to have to go with Culver's. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Wow. For three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer. The little guy in the blue and white hitting mm-hmm. the buzzer beater, knocking it down. Culver's is the champion of something, in this case, burgers. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would have expected this one. Um, that also reminds me, noticeably absent from this uh, contest was Freddy's. Fuck you, Freddy's. Just want to say that because oh, of your no. shit fries. <laughs> I, I'm okay with, with Culver's as a champion. I feel good about that. I've not had Smashburger. I've heard, I've heard good things. Uh, I don't think I've ever eaten it myself. So I don't. I can't think of any other snubs, though. This, this felt like a good list to me. Um, like I said, I think we're going to have some people out there yelling about Shake Shack and In-N-Out, and that's totally okay. But uh, I think Culver's being the official burger of the SoCo show is totally okay with me, and I look forward to having some butter burgers and some frozen custard with you guys uh, when I'm in Iowa next week. Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Soko Show Pod what your favorite burger on this list was. Uh, where did we go wrong in your opinion? Or do you agree with us that Culver's is the A1 top of the line best burger in America? Uh, it is this week's champion of something. That something, of course, being the best burger in America. That's it for this week's tournament of trivial topics. A tournament of trivial topics. Fight. We should take a plaque to Culver's, like not even, not like Culver's in general, like the Culver's that we go to, whatever, wherever that yep. one is. Yep. We should take a plaque that says official burger of the SoCo show and see if we can get them to hang it up. Be like, you guys were voting. I think that's worth and- doing. There was an intense process uh, during which we yelled about Pauly Shore and, uh, and Freddy's, who wasn't even on the list. Uh, White Castle made our top 16, so do with that. Uh, you know, create an opinion of, of our expertise based on that if you want. And you won. So I think, I think Culver himself, him or herself, is going to be very excited. I think this is a prestigious honor uh, that they're lucky to have. So we'll, we'll bring you your plaque, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Culver. So look at, keep an eye out for that one. Uh, and we will exchange it for some cheese curds, please. Thank you. <laughs> a lifetime supply. So moving, uh, moving on from ground beef... Uh, we are going to get into some uh, some facts here, and we're going to fill in some blanks here to make them whole, because right now they are factually bereft. Facts don't care about your feelings. Oh, yeah, Daddy-O, it's time to do some facts. <laughs> Ooh, that's right, some really Daddy-O. cool lyrics there, right there. <laughs> All right, I Come got on, three. Mama. <laughs> got three facts. Pulled off the interwebs, took something out of it to make it not complete. Got three multiple choice uh, options here. They're going to pick one to make it factually complete. (laughs) I messed that one up. Do you want want to go back and do it again? (laughs) No, we're good. I see. Um, We're going to go leave that one (laughs) in. Get a fucking cookie and a star. (laughs) Or do it live. (laughs) Do it live. Don't write it. Do it live. Fucking thing sucks. All right. (laughs) First fact. Ducks and penguins were called blank in the 1800s because their feet are so close to their bottoms. Are, is it A, tushy walkers, B, arse feet, C, bottom webbers? 
Ooh, these are all three good. Bottom Weber's really solid website. Uh, if you guys want to check <laughs> yeah. out. Send you some links. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's a lot of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Holy Jesus. <laughs> hey, swing that crane over, baby. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> what was the second one? Arse feet? Arse feet. Hmm. I think it's arse feet. It's not tushy walkers, even though that sounds <laughs> <laughs> sounds a good one. Um, so I'm going with arse feet. I think I got to agree with you. I think either Seth has is, is gotten really good at this, um, or arse is, is also one of those 1800 things yep, that, yep. that they would say. Yep. So tushy if, is so if, like If you got way. us, you got us good. If you got us, you got us good, Seth. So uh, are, are we right about arse feet here? The correct answer is... B, arse feet. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that, that was good detective work, but um, yep. education like at work right there. All right. Tissue Walkers but... is solid. It sounds like a movie. I think we can <laughs> yeah. come up with something for that one. It's, it's, I think it's an animated <laughs> series of some kind. <laughs> We're the Tissue Walkers. Next fact. Taking an hour-long blank can burn as many calories as a 30-minute walk. Is it A, nap, B, bath, C, bowel movement. <laughs> 30 minutes? An hour. hour. An hour. Can burn as many hour? calories as, as a 30-minute walk. Mm-hmm. I've worked wow. with many a people who took hour-long dumps. Hour-long Gosh, dumps. Do they have White Castle for lunch or what? Jeez. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think this is the bath. I, I, for whatever reason, I feel like I've heard this one. I'm not sure. Um, but I think it's the heat. I think it cooks the uh, uh, cooks the calories off of you. I, I could be wrong. I could be way off base. Um, I could be thinking of of from the sauna. chicken's point of view when you boil it. But um, yeah, sauna definitely. But I, I I'm gonna pick bath here partially because I I still cannot get my head around someone being on the toilet for an hour. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it happens. But... Wait, wait, would you say calories? <laughs> burn as many calories mm. as a 30 minute wow because i'm thinking to myself is there a loophole like the poop hole loophole where you're discarding stuff <laughs> and that counts as calories no but not no. weight calories. exactly see so see get out of here i want to say nap but if so why would anyone work out just go take a nap because <laughs> it'd be the same it'd be more calorie i think it's the bath i think cody's onto something like cooking cooking, oh, the, wow. cooking the fat off Jared's sticking with Cody. Let's see if it pays off. The correct answer is B, bath. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Just well, a couple of boiled chickens over here. Let's say this one is going to be a little bit harder to, to potentially guess correctly. Cluck, uh, you'll, cluck. You'll see when uh, I give you the, the multiple choice uh, answers. People who love blank tend to have more sex and are more likely to donate to charity. Is it A? Star Wars. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Ooh, it's definitely grilled cheese. Is it B, ice cream? Or is it C, spaghetti? Oh, I know this one. This one's so easy. I think I know also. more. So they're more likely to donate to charity? And what else? And have more sex. Oh, more sex. Okay. Hmm. Oh, wait. Maybe that switches things up a little bit. Tend to have more sex and donate to Tend charity. Tend to? So yes. this is... Uh, if you have, if you eat one of these things, you're gonna have, you tend to have more sex and donate money. Well, even if, get, even if I get the wrong answer wrong, I guess I'm gonna go buy or make whatever the <laughs> answer is. Yeah, no shit. So, ladies, I, um, four out of four out of five sexy philanthropists agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I believe it is ice cream. 
I could see ice cream. I am I create a little drama here uh, by disagreeing with you and instead choosing grilled cheese. Mm. I think is going to be my choice. So it want, someone will win. Either you and I will tie or Seth will get the point uh, for having stumped us both. Uh, we are on pins and needles, Seth. I will say one of you two are correct. <gasps> All right. I'll start working the, on my victory speech. Go ahead. The correct answer is A. Grilled Damn cheese it. sandwich. For Damn it. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! Yes, yes, it's me again. Uh, <sighs> back, back again is the king of facts. I should have known uh, you know because... What? Um, yeah. Hmm. You know why I picked grilled cheese? Because... Uh, Ice cream and spaghetti are two of Seth's favorite things ever. So I was like, there's a pretty good chance that Seth picked those two things. Well, so is <laughs> Not that you cheese? don't like grilled cheese. I love grilled cheese. I know cheese. you love grilled cheese. I know you love grilled cheese, but like um, those other two things I know I know you eat more commonly. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I was like, I, and absent any other real clues, I was like, I think it might be... I think it might be the grilled cheese it makes sense because i uh don't get laid and i don't give to charity and i can't cook a grilled cheese so i think <laughs> that was the other reason it was a, the counter example um was was pretty good there so i guess jared so we gotta start making it, some grilled cheeses I think. so all you people um maybe listening to this late around valentine's day cook up some grilled cheeses mm-hmm. there you go Kind of into some little hearts or Ooh, penises, yeah. you know, whatever gets the whatever gets the mood set. Maybe a nice gouda on there. Mmm, it's mm. gonna be good for sure. Gouda. <laughs> you could say, uh, "Girl, tonight I'ma be parmesan on you." Oh man, <laughs> damn. That uh, one didn't feel great, but it was a try. Um, you know what? I have the soundboard. I'll give myself a, a one for that one. I'm going to bring in my, my best friend named Pepper Jack, and he's going to do some work <laughs> while I watch. Oh, wow. You're going to be Pepper Jack in the corner, I think. <laughs> Man, you're about to cream that cheese, baby. Oh, wow. I'm going to take you to my cheesy cottage. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. goodness gracious. Wow. Well, someone's going to end up with a mouthful of cheese balls after this one. <laughs> if you're going out with someone from south of the border, though, I guess you're going to end up with queso all over you, so that's another way to do it if you're into that. Mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, uh, sprinkle some crumbles of whatever cheese you like on top of this one. Uh, we are all done with this week's Factually Bereft. I almost forgot what segment it was. Facts don't care about your feelings. Got me thinking about cheese and sex parts. <laughs> Threw me all off. Cheese and sex parts, the Cody Michael story. Yeah. Yeah, we should name the book that. By the way, be careful. If you're going to use cheese in the bedroom, be, be careful. Uh, you know, we'll just put that out there as a PSA as part of that. Uh, anyway, we're going to find out if any of us got freaky with some cheese because uh, we're going to recap the week and answer the question, what did you... <laughs> Big Memorial Day weekend, kickoff of summer for a lot of folks, a lot of barbecues out there, uh, a lot of trips, a lot of hangs, a lot of family time. Uh, I didn't do all of those things. Uh, but Seth, it sounds like you knocked off a couple things off that checklist. You had a little bit of trip uh, going on these last few days. Mm-hmm. Yep, I spent a little time with my, uh, with my dad. 
um, and his uh, lady friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 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 Not my mom, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, at a cabin um, in uh, up in Wisconsin, did some fishing, uh, did a lot of drinking. Um, but of course, while you're drinking, talking to some family, um, some old stories come up. And uh, one of the stories that came up is uh, so when him and my mom were together, um, they they were they were younger. Um, they were is before I was born, so they're in their mid twenties, I think. And they were on their way back to they were living in Texas, and they're on their, on their way back back up to Iowa. And their car broke down, I think, in Missouri, um, Kansas, Missouri, somewhere in that area. And they. Uh, were on the side of the road. They couldn't really do anything there because their car was broken down, and this is the '80s, so they didn't have a cell phone or anything like that. And uh, up along, up down the road, someone comes towards them in a truck, and uh, it's a he's offered to um, drive them to like call some people, and he offers to uh, have them like let them stay in their house and um, get them all set up and basically hang out until their their car gets fixed. And so the, they, they meet this guy and ask, hey, what's your name? And this guy's name is Crawdad Hopkins. No fucking <laughs> Shut way. the fuck up. This and is his, fake. Crawdad do- Hopkins? <laughs> Crawdad Hopkins. Isn't and that it, a fake name you used on this podcast? Um, I, there's Crawdad <laughs> Jenkins or something like that from The League. Um, wow. Oh, Crawdad, yeah. Crawdad Hopkins is the, the guy that they met. And then uh, his daughter was like, I don't know, like four or five, six years old, and her name was Amanda Christine. So Crawdad Hopkins and Amanda Christine. Amanda Christine. Um, they hung out with them um, over. It was the third of July that they broke down. They were going back um, for the fourth of July, and uh, so like while the car was getting fixed, they just hung out with them on the fourth of July and like watched fireworks and hung out with their family and drank and um, all all that stuff. But that's kind of just like a weird. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Like, do you guys have any? Any other, like, any family stories like that? Like, weird occurrences that you've heard? Not hanging out with Crawdad Jenkins. or Crawdad Hopkins. Hopkins, my bad. Um, and I know this is a true story because they've both, again, I mentioned they're divorced. They, they both have corroborated the story since, like, on separate occasions talking about it. And so I know it's real. <laughs> it's real to me, Dan. <laughs> I, I, it's really hard to beat Crawdad Jenkins. Um, <laughs> Hopkins, my bad. Oh, sorry. Hop, now I'm all thrown off. Yeah. Um, I. They sound and Amanda Christine. Mm-hmm. They sound like um. You know, on uh, the Righteous Gemstones, they there's the duo that sings <laughs> Misbehaving. Yeah. Uncle Baby Billy and his his partner. <laughs> like it sounds like they sing. It sounds like Crawdad Jenkins. Sorry, Crawdad Hopkins and Amanda, and Christine. Amanda Christine are are that duo. They sing uh-huh. Misbehaving in real life. They were based. Those characters are based on them. And I, I've that I've um, I, I've heard this story a lot, and I've always had a mental picture in my head. So I finally asked him this time. I'm like, what did they? What did uh, Crawdad Hopkins look like? And he just said he was just. <laughs> like a trucker he had like a trucker hat on and uh he had like a you know like a um i don't even remember like what he said like a wife beater or whatever i don't know what those are called anymore is that still the correct term uh, i think the so. only term i have for him and it okay. sounds wildly out of date like there should be something new but right. i don't have one <laughs> and then just like some ratty old jeans but he was just a nice guy that like hung out with them and gave them lodging and food for free and all that stuff 
I think the craziest part of this story is that your parents survived this encounter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's the crazy thing is, like, the way you were framing this, I was like, oh my god, like, what what happened? <laughs> no, they were. I thought you were telling me the be. origin story of the origin story of Leatherface is what I was expecting you to start. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Amanda it sounds it sounds vaguely similar to the scene from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle with uh. Oh my god! What's the guy in the woods name? <laughs> oh uh. <laughs> Oh, uh, Freak Show. Freak Show. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to come in here, have a drink, watch TV, fuck my wife. Fuck my wife. That guy. What, what was that? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Crawdad Hopkins. I, yeah. Maybe we can get a, maybe that's another NPA track we can get eventually is um, the story of Crawdad, Hop- Crawdad Hopkins. I feel like that I one should definitely like a, have a country vibe to it. The ballad could, of see. how about that? Yeah. The ballad of Crawdad Hopkins. <laughs> I could actually totally that, do. Just hearing you say the ballad of Crawdad Hopkins, that's we need to do something with Crawdad. Stay tuned, Soko listeners. Some, <laughs> Crawdad Hopkins will return. It's like the end of a Marvel movie. I'll, I'll write a I'll write a, a ballad song for Hell yeah. uh, Crawdad Hopkins. Hell yeah. There you go. There you go. We can't wait to hear uh, hear the the tale. Nolan can put put some music to it and. Put his vocals because I can't sing. <laughs> I, I just think the world hasn't heard it yet. I think yeah. we might need to have the 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 vocal debut of Seth, aka. You could just make your stage name Crawdad Hopkins. Crawdad Hopkins. I think that would be. Yeah. Yeah, we can get you some like way too short cut off jean shorts mm. and uh, some some like boots, like like um, ankle high boots, and then that's it. That completes the outfit. Mm. I can no already pants. see the album cover now. Yeah. Well, Crawdad Hopkins is out there. You asked, like, if we had a crazy story. I honestly, every story that I thought was interesting that I had in my head left me. Crawdad Hopkins (laughs) is so overpowering that I think you led with the best one. So I don't have have another one. Maybe one will come to me later. I think your parents are lucky to be alive, and we're lucky to have you here because Crawdad is out there. If you're listening, if by some stroke of God, Crawdad Hopkins, you find yourself listening to this, get in touch with us. Um, We would love to interact with you in any Mm -hmm. way. Uh, mm-hmm. We will give you some shit if you want something. Uh, we'll figure out something to give you. Uh, <laughs> whatever it is, get in touch with us, Crawdad Hopkins, because we want nothing more than to speak with you, sir. So, Or Amanda Christine, Amanda Christine, if you're out there as well, uh, you, Miss, would be a welcome guest on the SoCo Show. We'd love to have you uh, and tell your story. What are the, like, if that happened, you would, like, we would shit ourselves, right? Like, if, if we got an email from <laughs> That'd someone be the that was biggest like, hey, this is for sure. I would have to like have this my parents on Hopkins. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to have. Oh my god, that would be fucking only only possible to be surpassed by the sheik himself, I think. And even then, it would be very close. So <laughs> maybe maybe we can even get those two guys into the ring. Or we're, we're just there's a lot of brainstorming happening. Uh, you planted a good seed with Crawdad Hopkins. We got to figure out something to do with this cat. Well, now I feel stupid talking about my Memorial Day weekend because that was way more interesting than what I did. The the, the thing I was gonna say is. Um, it was really beautiful here in Bend, and I got to go out. I got a, I rented a kayak, and so I got to go on a little river kayaking trip. Which two things about a kayak? One, uh, I had completely forgotten that there is actually like physical input that needs to happen on a kayak, and that at least half of the trip I was on a river, at least half of a trip on a kayak needs to be upstream, and so I spent, uh, you know, like the two thirds of the trip going in one direction up stream uh and that was a lot more taxing than i anticipated my arms were sore and my like um i think they're your delts 
the ones that are just below your shoulders on your sides, impossibly sore for like a day and a half. Feeling pretty good now, but if you're looking to get out there on a kayak, first of all, don't underestimate the uh, physical nature of it. It's not like it's incredibly hard, but it's more than you're probably betting. Um, the other thing was I got to sit on the kayak. I found a calm part of the river and I sat in the kayak and I had, I had bagged a lot, uh, I guess it was dinner time. So I bagged up like a sandwich and some chips or whatever, or crackers or whatever. And so I sat in this kayak in the river, looking out at this like beautiful scene. I sent you guys a photo. It was impossibly mellow. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend get yourself a lunch, get yourself a kayak and go have lunch on a kayak for whatever reason incredibly relaxing experience. During my lunch, a family of ducks went by. It was a duck and like six or seven little ducklings. And I'm not like an aww kind of person, but it was one of the most adorable things I've ever seen. Uh, there was even one of the little ducklings like got away from the group and the mom or the parent, I, I guess I didn't know the gender, uh, went over and got them and brought them back into the line. One of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Uh, so. I highly rec- I can recommend kayaking, um, and this is mellow kayaking, by the way. This isn't like whitewater intense kayaking. So I can recommend kayaking, and I can recommend ducklings uh, because both were incredibly calming and a good way to relax for a couple hours. So do with that information what you will. But that's how I spent my weekend. Uh, hmm. Jared, any highlights from your uh, your Memorial Day weekend? Not necessarily anything crazy cool. Uh, we were hoping, you know, this is the first weekend that the pools are usually open, and we were hoping that the weather was going to be warm enough to go hit up a, a pool and just kind of sit there, have a few drinks. Fortunately, did not happen. Hopefully, fingers crossed this weekend. Um, excuse me. Probably my biggest <laughs> thing that happened, and it's not even that great, was I went and got filled up my car with uh some gas and then my car died again so i sat at a gas station for 45 minutes to an hour trying to get it going um i was gonna have to call a tow truck to go get it and it's essentially in the shop again so it's one of those just goofy weird things where my car yeah like literally i've never had my car do this and this year alone i have had it towed five times now that's crazy holy crap um i mean Again, this is a longer. There's a longer story to this, but the guy called me today from the shop, and and asked me what exactly was wrong with it, and I explained it, and he's like, "Well, we got it going right away and drove it for 45 minutes, and there's no problem." So I'm convinced that my car just doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am in the it's process like, of potentially dude. looking for a new one if it keeps doing this, because um, it's it is it has been acting up far too much. So not as good as uh, feeding ducks and uh, crawdad <laughs> Hopkins. Crawdad <laughs> I have a hypothesis about your car, but we'll take it offline. Um, and it's, I, I'm probably wrong, but um, anyway, we'll talk about it after. Okay. Uh, at what Put point though, you've had this car fixed, you've had this car fixed a handful of times and it still doesn't work. At what point are you like, hey, you didn't fucking fix my car, dude. Like. <laughs> oh, I, I told the like, guy today, I was like, what'd you do? Because. You're supposed to, again, I know nothing about cars, but through the limited information that I know, you nowadays you rip open the dash, plug a machine in, it gives you a code, you look up the code, and then it tells you what to fix. And if you did that, it should be fixed. And guess what? It's not fixed. So clearly something somewhere along the process, the assembly line, the, the, the chain of operations is broken. So um, please work tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say. Wow, that's pretty fucking frustrating. I don't yeah. blame you. Well, but hopefully you have if anything uh, better luck with your carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If 
anything, I'll hopefully have a new car. I mean, believe me, I don't want to have to get a new car, but if so, maybe in the next uh, month or two. So please send in all your money. Send it. There you go. Anchor Ever Winkers, sent. help us get help us get JB a car. If anything, you can tape a build to a brick and throw it at me. Yeah. Wonder if we wonder if the wankers maybe the wankers could band together to get you like a wanker, moped. Wanker. I think that would do most of what you need, and you would look awesome on a moped. I think. Dude, I used to have one. Did you really? I'm, yeah. I'm not at all surprised, but all I want to also see pictures. Oh yeah, nineteen. Uh, it was a 1987 Honda something. My oldest brother had it, then T Buck had it, then I had it, and I got real crafty. And instead of having it all scraped up and black and stuff, I sanded that puppy down. Painted it blue, put some yellow lines on the side. I was the coolest kid in my town, people. Man. Oh, shit. That is... Ladies, if you're listening... I bet you were. Vroom, vroom. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. (laughs) A lot of people out there just had to pull their car over because they were so aroused they couldn't focus on the road, so... (laughs) (laughs) Watch out out there, Jake. My leg. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Well, um, watch out for uh, watch out for Jared on the road, and uh, watch out for Crawdad Hopkins for sure. Uh, and if you <laughs> no, spot some nice ducklings, guy. yeah, like look run, for run him. to safety. Yeah, go find Crawdad yeah, Hopkins. <laughs> there you go. He'll give you some beer so, and feed move, you. Run away from bad cars and toward ducklings and Crawdad Hopkins. How's that one for a wrap up? All right. All righty, we got a. Honestly, maybe one of the funniest pieces of news we've had in ages uh, to talk about. Uh, big news blowing up in these last couple of days. We're going to get into what do you think here to talk about it. What do you think? 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 So I, it sounds like we talked a little bit uh, ahead of the, the show here, and it sounds like you two have maybe read into this a little bit more than I have. So I just want to get the headline out, and then I want to hear you guys kind of fill in the blanks, and, and we can chat about this a little bit. So it came out over the last few days that Ellie Kemper, who is, uh, I think, most well-known uh, for unbreakable. The Unbreakable. Yep, Kimmy Schmidt. She's strong as hell. She was also <laughs> in The Office it. in the late seasons as um, uh, Aaron. And it came out in these last couple of days. The, the headlines, that, the first headlines were, Ellie Kemper has ties to KKK. <laughs> or Ellie Kemper is secret member of KKK. Yep. And I remember reading that and I was like, my reaction at first was like, oh, fucking really? I liked her. And then I thought, there's no way that's true. That's got to be like a mis- an internet misunderstanding. And then I was like, but could she be? And then I got, got to thinking about like how, what other celebrities are secret KKK members. Anyway, that, that was my whole thought process. Never really thought to look it up and get the information. But it sounds like you guys have done a little bit of reading on this. Who, who can fill in the blanks here? What am I missing on Ellie Kemper's KKK ties here? I have a feeling, Seth, you probably know a lot more than me. I, uh, I've, I've dabbled. I, I read, like, two articles. Um, I guess, so my understanding is that, so she was 19, and she won this, this um, Cody, I don't know if you can pull some of that up and, and verify some of the, the names and things, but it's part of this, like, Yeah, give it a shot here. Veiled ball. Profit Ball. Yeah, there you go. Veiled Profit ball is it a yeah yeah okay and uh they they crown new it's not like an every year thing i don't think if i remember reading that right but uh essentially it's a it's an organization that has um it, it has like ties to white supremacy and the kkk and 
um, all all white, and they believe essentially that you know, like white people are superior and all that crazy stuff. Um, and she was crowned the the, the queen <laughs> or the prophet or whatever the fuck it was. Um, I don't know a whole lot more than that at the moment, I, and I don't know how that process of, is of choosing people or how like how she was it just because she grew up there and that's kind of the thing and is maybe she secretly a crazy racist person but i don't know okay so i found a la times article um that claims to have the truth about all this so this was in 99 uh she was 19 when she was uh given this thing and uh it is it actually it sounds like it is an every year thing okay she was the 105th person to have this title queen of love Mm -hmm. and beauty it sounds like a like a you know, like in Iowa, we have like the county pork queen or whatever. It sounds, it's probably something. I'm always looking for my like pork that. queen. Oh, yeah. That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Chops. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Deliverance. Um, Yikes. Got, Yikes. So apparently this, it's called Fair St. Louis. Um, was, it's now called Fair St. Louis. It used to be called this Veiled Prophet Fair. Sounds terrifying. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Veiled Prophet. The Order of the Veiled Prophet um, is a group of really wealthy people in St. Louis um, who generationally have been part of this thing. And it says, LA Times quotes, it says, colloquially, it's known as a lily white group. And they say it was like a debutante ball. So it sounds like... If I, as I look through this, it sounds like the the veiled prophet people are probably actually kind of shitty. I think the the reason that the KKK thing gets confusing is there was some like really old photos of a picture of the initial veiled prophet, like the first, I think the veiled prophet, and it looks a lot like a KKK guy. He's in like a white robe with a ma- a, a hood, and then some sort of like little mask. So it looks very KKK esque. The ball is I guess just like a big celebration that they put all the time. Uh, they've got big parades that they put on and then the queen of love and beauty is, is crowned or whatever. There was, oh, apparently you can be black and in the veiled prophets. So that's a thing, I guess, probably not. I don't know if the KKK has black people or not, um, <laughs> besides Ron Stallworth from Black Klansman. <laughs> Debutante ball. So it sounds like one of those things, I think the defense of Ellie Kemper here would be that she doesn't probably fucking know what this was uh, or didn't at the time when she was 19. It's probably just like every other girl in her town probably went out for this fucking debutante ball and uh, she happened to win it. The organization apparently has been over time kind of flagged as a potentially racist thing, uh, but it doesn't look, and I'm not, I'm not reading this entire thing, but it doesn't look like... Uh, they're the KKK. Like, I don't get the sense that they're fucking killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there, there's two, I would say, levels to the defense of Ellie Kemp. One being, she probably didn't know what she was getting into, and two, this organization probably isn't what people are initially saying. But it's still not a great organization. I don't know. I think this is one of those things, and I think the question that a lot of people on the internet are asking and a lot of the outlets are writing about is, like, is this a case... I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Is this a case of, like people being too hungry to cancel someone, you know, regardless of whether or not these accusations are like well-founded or whatever. I think at best it's a stretch to say that she's in the fucking KKK. So 
that seems like really extreme and like it wants to grab a headline. Like, do you think this is a case yeah. of like the internet as a whole wanting to get a gotcha moment and do a um, uh, a, a cancellation? Because uh, to me, that's kind of that's kind of my feeling on this. Is people were a little overzealous to jump on her over this without knowing what was going on. The uh, the KKK headline that's just headline gravity. Yeah, uh, I think I actually saw like one of the like early tweets that kind of like started talking about this and the way they presented it wasn't like i you know i want want her canceled or she should be canceled it was just like look at this weird fucking thing that she was in mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's kind of <laughs> sure. how it started it was just like look at this fucking strange organization and oh shit that's fucking aaron from the office let's talk about how weird this is so i i don't think it was set out to be canceled but obviously those things kind of as more and more people talk it gets like, oh, shouldn't, she should be, you know, removed from, digitally removed from the seasons of The Office. We need to replace her in the show with <laughs> Kathy Griffin or <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I think that it's a thing where, again, it, it started as, wow, this is weird, this is strange, like, this person had this thing. And again, it, it, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses, but it's its probably a, a, a tradition or whatever that she grew up in. Like, you know, the Seth had kind of mentioned the, the pork queen of Iowa no, or whatever. No, that was, that was Cody. <laughs> nope, I think it was Seth. <laughs> People, was don't, don't rewind. Don't rewind. It was 100% Seth. And then I think it's the thing where people see headlines. They don't do their research. They don't read into things. Like, obviously, those first headlines are crazy ridiculous i mean it's clickbaity and that's what they're they're going for and whatnot um and then it you know people who are just sitting on their phone have to have an opinion about this and they only read the headlines so then therefore they're calling for her to you know come out and apologize and stuff like that i think that it's just one of those things where it started off weird goofy whatever like what the hell is this and now has potentially kind of gone to like you know the extremes kind of like how everything has been for the last five years yeah i'm i'm typically a defender of like well not a defender the whole thing about like cancel culture and it being bad i i disagree with i think like calling it canceling is a stupid thing because it's just like oh yeah we're just not gonna engage with that person who sucks like if that's what you call cancel culture then like fuck you for thinking that's awful but um, this does feel like a case where it's like everyone just wanted a story to pile on to and there's no real reason why. And again, maybe we don't have all the information and, and what we would learn more is very bad for her. I don't know. But based on what we know so far, it seems really stupid to say that there's anything wrong with her. And I, I, I granted, I'm not seeing a ton of that. Maybe I'm not looking in the same place as other people, but she's, she's also not come out and said anything about it, which I don't know what you would say other than like, you guys are being stupid. But eventually, I'm sure she'll be forced to comment. Um, but we'll see. My hope for her uh, is that something else happens in the next couple of days that overshadows the news story, and she is not forced to like come out and, you know, make some pandery statement to idiots. Um, or, you know, like I said, uh, the opposite is also true. Maybe we find out more, and we find out that she's a horrible, awful person. It sounds uh, also just kind of skimming through this. It, it sounds like what that organization is guilty of potentially is like being really elitist and and classist, which. I mean, so is every college. So, like, I, I think we can get around that one as long as she's not uh, demonstrably racist, which looks like was the accusation here. So I don't know. This will be interesting. I don't know. I, I was going to say, like, we'll keep an eye on it as it develops. I think this will go away. Uh, I don't think this is going to become a long-running thing. But it was funny as hell to see uh, and funny to react to and see folks react to on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, 
Let us know out there at Soko Show Pod on Facebook and Twitter what you guys thought uh, when you saw the headline, Ellie Kemper, KKK racist. Uh, and uh, let us know if we're missing any of the info, too, if we need to change our opinion on this. But um, for now, though, we're going to uh, hope this story of stupidity goes away and move onward because uh, we're going to move on from the headlines and get into some reviews here. So we're going to wrap up. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Alrighty, big movie weekend. Uh, Memorial Day kicking off the summer movie season, and we've also got a, a little show on Peacock uh, to get reviewed as well. Yeah. So let's get into what did you watch? What? 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 what did you watch? And Seth, why don't we start with the Peacock? Um, this is a little show that Gross. has been going on for a while now that just wrapped up its season. Uh, Jared looked this up earlier, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of people liking this one. Uh, so tell us what you thought. Yep, I'll just be quick about this one called Girls 5 Eva. Um, it's a, a show about a, a one-hit wonder a band called Girls 5 Eva from the 90s. Um, they, their song called Girls 5 Eva was a hit, um, much like 98 Degrees. But yeah, they, tie it back. They, yeah, uh, baby. Girls 5 Eva uh, was like literally only a, like around for a couple months and then disappeared um, uh, in this world. Um there's now four uh, band members left. One of them died. Um, and then Sarah Bareilles' character is kind of like the leader of the band. Um, there's one who, like, had a career kind of afterwards, but um, it, that fizzled out very quickly as well. And But she still kind of act, acts like she's a star and all this stuff. Um, one of them is... Uh, turned out, like, they she aged and... Uh, she aged very quickly, essentially, and looks nothing like the person from the the nineties. <laughs> like, so, because they like will go back and flash back and forth between time, and so like everyone plays their character except for this girl, um, this lady. Uh, Paula Pell is the the person who plays her, and she, um, she she's you would recognize her if you saw her. She's been in a bunch of different stuff, and then um, one of them is uh, she was in a, actually in Unbreakable Kemi Schmidt. Um, she uh, in this she's a uh, um, she's not she's the one who can't sing at all she kind of does like the voiceover stuff like if you want like that type of thing like the sexy <laughs> voiceover stuff um and so uh and she like married a, a heartthrob from the 90s and so they she still kind of has a little bit of fame and stuff like that but they get a comeback um they 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 their song from the 90s gets big on like a rapper's song he samples it they get big and they're trying to do a comeback again so that's kind of the the main crux of the story um uh there's some fun 90s references and things like that it's also done by tina fey um her like company um i think she's a producer on it and then one of the writers on 30 rock uh, or kimmy schmidt um maybe both uh is the main person who runs it the showrunner and does all the writing and stuff and uh it's got that same sense of humor like 30 rock kimmy schmidt just very weird and out there um doesn't have like there, sometimes it'll even get like out of the world of reality a bit and kind of just get wild um there's a there's a whole like episode where tina fey actually plays dolly parton um and it just it's just really <laughs> weird <laughs> but it's funny so yeah if you like those type if you like those shows 30 rock and kimmy schmidt um i think you'd like this one or if you want to to hear some uh, throwback 90s music that's fake <laughs> um if you're a fan of the 90s like nostalgia stuff then you might like this too this does sound pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. And you've been you. I guess you've been 
Yeah, it would be fair to say that you're a fan of of that Tina Fey like team of people from Thirty mm-hmm. Rock to Kimmy Schmidt to this like mm-hmm. that's I mean to hear it from you it seems like everything they've been doing has been pretty good. Yep, I like their stuff. I like that style. It gets kind of weird, but um, still pretty funny. Yeah, I dig it, man. Girls Five Eva. Uh, you can check this out on Peacock right now. Entire season one, uh, if you want to watch that one. A uh, few movies here. I this this for me guys felt like the weekend finally that like okay we're back mm-hmm. like, specifically with movies right like we got to go to a few things. Um, I saw a couple of movies, um, and let's start with let's start with the with the Quiet Place Part Two. I think this was this was kind of the headline uh, for the weekend. Um, it was obviously in the news big because uh, it was supposed to have come out last spring and they kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. There was questions of, you know, do they bring it out on streaming? And uh, Krasinski was always saying, you know, no, this needs to be uh, seen in theaters. So we're going to wait until we can do it that way. Um, I, I'll, I'll go first and say that I think that was a good call. I, I saw this in IMAX and had a really, really good time. I think um, the... I think they managed to somehow avoid a lot of the traps of doing a sequel to a well-made horror movie. Um, and they still, I think for me, delivered a lot of the suspense uh, that you were looking for. They, they told you more about the world that they're inhabiting without telling you so much that it demystified it and made it unscary, which is, I think, one of the biggest traps of a horror sequel. Um, and I, I think where they took the plot in here was, was really interesting. Um, so I, I think this was a win on the whole, uh, and it's getting really good recommend, uh, or really good ratings uh, across the board from most of the reviewers here, and it made a bunch of money. Uh, highest, uh, I think, grossing uh, opening weekend since the pandemic started. I, I don't know if one of you guys can correct me on that one, but I know it was a big success, and uh, a lot of folks are saying that this is, we're back now with the theaters. So what'd you guys think of Quiet Place Part 2? I'm avoiding specifics because there's, I don't think there's so much plot that giving away any of it but um, if there's anything more specific that you liked about the movie, or if you hated it, um, what did you guys think? The worst. No, um, I also really loved it. Um, had a better uh, overall theater experience of this one because there wasn't fucking teenagers texting mm. and yelling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we saw the first Quiet Place. Um, but uh, no, I, I did really like it a lot. Um, it It had just enough of the kind of the 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 first movie um explaining like kind of what happened in the first movie um and like like you said and, and then also advancing the story and kind of leaving a little bit of crumbs for potential future um apparently there's like other additional easter eggs that he po- he popped throughout the movie he said that could leave it open for a third like hey we can tie back to this um so that'd be interesting to see what what they could do there but uh i thought this one was a little bit more uh jump scary than the first one um, but I didn't hate it with uh, this this movie. I, I think this is one that I can get fully into. I don't know why the, these Quiet Place movies I can get fully into, and like if there's a jump scare, I don't. I'm like ready. I'm like waiting for it. I kind of want it. To happen. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's with these movies that I can do that. But um, yeah, I, I really like what they're doing with these. Um, it, this could have been terrible, but you know, like and even when the when it was announced, we, um, I know. Uh, at least personally, I was like, eh, that doesn't seem right to me. Um, it seems like they, they kind of did it with the first one and mm-hmm. it was really good and probably better than it should have been. And again, same thing with this one. They did it. They 
it was better than it should have been. It was um, really well done and thought out, and the sound design was awesome. The uh, performances were really good, and uh, the aliens were kind of fun to mm-hmm. see their see their heads get blown off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like how this one. Uh, not necessarily much more of a budget. I'm sure it did, but there's definitely more uh, at work here in this one. I think. I mean, basically, I kind of agree with everything that you guys are saying. The biggest thing is I'm. Like, if this would have come out last year on streaming, completely forgettable. Um, I mean, I would have enjoyed it and whatnot, but it just isn't the same experience um, of sitting in a big theater and everyone being quiet. And then, like Seth, you were saying, the kind of jump scares and whatnot. Um, It's a tight, what, 97-ish minutes and whatnot. I loved what they did with the sequel. I mean, we all kind of agreed after the fact that this is, like, the best live-action kind of uh the last of us so far um until we actually get the hbo show um so if you're any fan of the game and haven't seen this sequel definitely check it out or if you're a fan of the first movie check this one out because i love how uh they 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 give you enough to keep you still intrigued um on kind of what uh is happening in the movie and then potentially could happen or other you know kind of wondering what is going on in the world at this time as well yeah, there was, I I guess where I end up too on this, and I guess I'll just ask you guys the question, this is going to make enough money to warrant another a, another installment. Would you like to see a third, or does this feel done to you? Because I'm, I, I, I really enjoyed the first two. I, I really think they're playing with fire if they keep making more. And it's obviously going to keep making money. Um, but you know, how many, how many times do we see a saw go on just too long? You know, mm-hmm. And I'd hate to see it become that. Um, I, I would be intrigued to see more, but I do think it would be risky. Like, I think because of where this movie takes us, I, I don't know that this, the places they have left to go wouldn't end up being lame. So like, I, I'm, I have a hard time. Like, do I want to see more of this? Sure. But I'm concerned it could suck. What do you guys think? I'd watch another. I, I, I'm not. I for me, it's like if he's done it back to back now with them. Keep going until they suck, I guess. But uh, I, you know, sure. I, I think yeah. I think that they care enough about it, um, and it seems like he, you know, made a thought out decision to leave some crumbs in there, and also made a thought out decision to even make another one. So, I think that uh, if he cares enough about it and wants to put time into it, like he did at the, this one, I think it could be good. So. Yeah, with the amount of money that it's made so far. I mean, again, not crazy numbers, but, you know, for dealing with everything that happened last year to now. I think that money-wise, they they will go with a third one. And I think that there is, again, kind of like what you have both alluded to, that there's there's a potential story or pieces or places that they could go with a third one. So I think make it a trilogy and then go from there, you know? Yeah. We shall see. I think we'll probably find out soon if it gets greenlit and then whether or not they can... If they can keep Krasinski attached, I think that's the key. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because what he did with some of the kind of uh, cinematography or the way it switched and they played with sound was a step up from the first one. I agree. I agree. Very cool. They use the... I don't think this is a spoiler to say, but the, the character who is deaf... Um, when, when, especially when she's alone and they want you to feel her perspective, they deafen you. And that was super cool. And that's the thing, especially you, you're not going to get it home. Uh, so if you are wanting to see this, if you're interested at all, highly, highly recommend you go see this in theaters, uh, IMAX, uh, or DLX or whatever super sound version you have. 
uh, get out and see this one. It's probably going to be playing for a little while. It's kind of the big movie right now. Um, so go check out Quiet Place 2. Uh, it's getting a recommendation from all of us. And we will shift gears to the Disney uh, side of things here. We had the live-action Cruella uh, come out. This is Emma Stone starring as Cruella DeVille in an origin story, um, taking us back to her roots. Uh, Jared, it seemed like you liked this one quite a bit. Why don't you go first here? Yeah, I really did like this one. Um, I was kind of surprised that they... I I was curious on what they were going to do with this origin story. And some of the stuff, I think it was maybe a little long in, in, in kind of the early, early origin because it kind of, there's different stages of, of this Cruella or Estella character. Um, but once they get into kind of the more uh, adult parts where it's Emma Stone and then Paul Walter Hauser and Joel Fry, like their chemistry, I think, worked so well together. But then Emma Stone going up against uh, Emma Thompson, I thought that they're kind of headbutting kind of being who the top fashion type person is um the chemistry and then kind of you know that whole conflict between the two worked so well the style is unique very drab but also bright at times but I think one of the things that really tied everything together for myself was the music kind of the choices that they picked um some kind of more upbeat some kind of like punk rock stuff I just really thought it was a very fun movie um for myself and again I'm, I'm curious what you guys have to say because we haven't really talked about this one but I think that this is a great step in live at like the Disney live action I I said it's the best um in my opinion I think that you know the other ones had kind of have music that plays into nostalgia here or there but I think that this was a nice uh, first go at kind of like a unique origin live action of a character we haven't really seen uh, before, I guess. You agree, Seth? What did you think of this one? Um, I agree with some of it. I, I thought that the, um, like what Jared said, the music was great. The look of it was really cool. Um, kind of like the set and the costumes and all that stuff were really, really cool. Um, overall look in general. Uh, Emma Stone I thought was really good. Um, the story itself I did not care for. I just was kind of bored. Um, I, the, the, movie, the movie looked really cool. Um, but the substance in it for me just didn't didn't uh, didn't grip me or didn't keep me interested. Didn't like that um, kind of it was, uh, devil wears Prada type thing. I don't even know if it was that. It was just it, for me. It, she kind of was turning on a dime with that whole Corella thing, and that didn't feel like a full didn't feel like a full like full story there. It just kind of was like they kind of almost relied on you knowing who Corella Deville, Deville is anyway, and so they kind of it. it didn't feel like a it didn't feel fully developed to me um i i liked the 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 struggle between um emma thompson and and um emma stone like i I liked that that the battle that they had but everything else around it just felt kind of flat to me i don't know it it didn't didn't it didn't hold my attention for for very long other than when it looked cool so (laughs) i don't know i i didn't love it but i didn't think it was bad i just was kind of bored mm-hmm yeah, I'm gonna end up between you two um, because I think uh, I think we all agree on the style was super cool. I think when we first originally saw that like punk rock look on her and that first look from like Hollywood Reporter a year and a half ago, um, it, this movie definitely felt like it embodied that. Or, like I was like, this is totally like '70s or whatever era it was, punk rock, London. It it was definitely there, um, and that was a cool place to set it, which I liked. 
um, this, this, the thing that I would agree with you on Seth about the story is it, none of this was high stakes. Um, I think if you, if you take a step back out of the like scope of the movie, they're arguing over who makes better coats. And that is like, okay, sure. Um, now of course from within the movie, they do, they do a decent job of, of ramping up the, the excitement on that stuff. So it, it didn't, it didn't bother me so much because I think I was, um, so into the, the cool look and the music and everything. So like it, it, that didn't hamper my, um, my enjoyment of it. Um, but I think you're onto something there. The, the, the one con that I think stood out, I, I ultimately enjoyed this quite a bit, especially for being as long as it was, uh, it did keep me engaged, uh, more than I probably expected it to at the beginning. The one thing that was the con that stuck out to me is the same thing in every origin story. Like, do we really need to see the origin of this really specific fucking thing? Or like, do we really need to see, um, I'll just say, um, there's a, the very end, the way she comes up with the very end that, that one actually kind of pissed me off. Um, (laughs) and then she much like fucking and Disney much must love to do this. We, we got an explanation for why her last name is DeVille and it was dumb. And we got an explanation in Solo, a Star Wars story that did the same thing. We didn't need to know why his fucking last name was Solo, but they gave us a reason that was stupid. And so it was those types of things that I was like, did we really need to fucking explain that with this? And is that really the, the beginning of this movie, the impetus of the entire movie, the inciting incident? That's what you thought of to do? Really? There weren't other I- more <laughs> interesting ideas? It was literally that was the, the best thought that you all had. <laughs> and so uh, there were a few of those things that made me go like, really? Like, are we really sl- that much a slave to like every little unique thing about this character needs to be explained in what seemed to me like the lamest way most of the time? Um, which sounds like more of a criticism than, I'm, than it actually was for me because, again... I, some of those things I noticed, but they didn't hamper my enjoyment. I think Emma Stone deserves a lot of that credit and, and Emma Thompson. Both of them really uh, did a lot of work there. Um, so ultimately, I think this was a good one. It, it, had, it had its warts, um, but I think it was a fun time at the movies. I'm probably not going to see it again. Um, it, I'll be interested to see whether they come back to this Emma Stone version of this character. I, I think they may have a chance to. I think this is going to make some money. So we'll see if they do more. I'll probably see more if they do it, but, um, you know... Like I said, uh, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Not necessarily my favorite, but I haven't gone for any of these Disney live actions. So um, we'll see what folks think out there. I think it's doing well, though. So you guys will have to let us know out there what you think of Cruella, as well as A Quiet Place. You can still catch both of those in theaters right now. Uh, what you won't see in theaters is this last piece here. We, we were so stoked a few weeks ago when we found out this was dropping. Uh, we got a new, I think, a relative surprise uh, special coming out from one of our favorites, Bo Burnham. And uh, Seth, I was saving this one for you if you <laughs> want to uh, lead the way with your thoughts here. Yeah, Bo Burnham Inside. We talked about it a couple times since it was announced and finally came out. Um, so this was uh, shot, written, directed, edited, all that stuff by Bo Burnham. Did all the lighting, did all the camera work. Um, it The special itself, I wouldn't say is really a comedy special uh to me it felt like an indie movie uh mm-hmm. it with all the different shots and the the it just felt the, more personal i think that's the first thing i, I talked about when when the uh trailer came out it, it is going to be more personal special than he's you know put out before and it is it's way more personal um i think there's it's 
all over the place. Um, there's definitely some classic Bo Burnham stuff in there, but then there's also some very like crazy, um, like almost like, I mean, there's some pretty depressing stuff in there. There's some pretty, uh, I mean, just like sad stuff to watch. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure he's, you know, kind of hamming some of that stuff up, but it's also coming from, from him. And so without getting like into too many spoilers, if you haven't seen it, like it just, it's, this was recorded over the course of the pandemic. And so everyone kind of went through something, <laughs> you know, during that. And when he's, you know, putting out a special, uh, that he hasn't done in like five years. And then also on top of that, going through all that, it's like with the pandemic, I'm, I'm sure a lot of that, that he was saying is, is like the dark stuff he was saying at least came from somewhere. And so it just, it was a very personal, very strange special at times. Um, it had, I mean, you could definitely know, you could tell he's trying out different stuff. Um, again, not the funniest special that he's put out. There, there's some very funny stuff, but much more of a, an experiment. Um, it was probably the best looking thing that has come out from a pandemic thing. Like the, mm-hmm. all the different pandemic specials and movies and things like that. This has to be the best looking thing. All the lighting. Cause it still has that. It has like your Bo Burnham lighting and your, the timing and little bits. Um, there's bits like where he reacts to a bit, um, <laughs> afterwards, like Jared does the trailers. Um, there's one where he's like, pl- he's like a Twitch streamer and he's playing a game with himself, uh, in like walking through, a through his, his little area that he's living in. Um, there's, I, I mean, there's so much random shit in there, but it's all just very creative and thought out and so impressive that he did this all on his on his own like that's nuts and he spent over a year on it like it's it's on a technical level super impressive um but also then just the writing and the thought behind all of it is very um sad but also there's some funny stuff and i don't know i i have to watch it more i've watched it twice i think i gotta watch it more because i it's a lot to digest it's like an hour and a half um so it's one of the longer specials out there um that's where it again feels like a movie to me but yeah it's uh it's quite impressive that's that's kind of where i'm at right now it's extremely impressive yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you i I, there wasn't anything i need to i think i'm gonna need to do to see it more um because i'm seeing it called like genius and and all and that feels long to me uh I, i i just can't quite get there and of course it's my first view but I think what you highlighted was the technical aspect of how we put it all together and how it was edited. Totally awesome. Um, I guess for me, it just there wasn't any particular bit that I felt stuck with me in the way that some parts of his other shows have. And so I'm still looking for that signature thing that I'm going to take away from it. But I think for me, you're right. It's incredibly impressive that he was able to put it together and that it all worked in a way that looked so good. I, I almost think, too, if it had come out three or four months earlier... Um, yeah, it might've hit me better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I feel like I'm out of, out of quarantine now. And so to go back into it, to experience that with him, didn't feel like something I really wanted to do. Um, and so, uh, I liked it for sure. Uh, and I'm going to watch it more. Uh, I'm not ready to call it genius quite yet. There's a lot of those other things that I liked, uh, that I've liked more, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that the more I go back to this, the more I will enjoy yeah. and appreciate it. Um, I already did and that. So the... that, that's something I'm going to hold out. I already did that on the second view, right? Like I already noticed more things and was able to view it 
because I think the first time I was watching it, I was expecting it to be, you know, kind of darker. And so the whole time I'm sitting there, like, waiting for it to get to that point. And then it eventually does get pretty fucking dark. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like waiting for that at that whole, that whole point. Then now having watched it since, knowing how it ends and everything like that, I think I looked at each bit independently and was kind of able to, to, like, review each one in my head independently. And then also, as a whole, re-watching it, seeing actually, like, how this basically... He films himself from the beginning of the pandemic, presumably, until recently. And you can see how even each bit and song Mm -hmm. changes from, this is classic Bo Burnham, to, like, okay, he's starting to get more and more depressed and down or whatever. And you can just see it kind of like the the mental state almost deteriorating throughout the whole thing, and how the things get darker. It's that that also is very very interesting. It, it it's it's one that I think I'm gonna have to watch more and more to analyze it. Really, this is one that I think um, I'm gonna have to watch, and I will watch so many times um, because it's. And I didn't even want to review this because it doesn't feel like I can because it's just, I think it's so personal to him, but each person is going to have a completely different experience on how they felt during the pandemic, how they feel about the songs, what he says and everything like that. It's just, I mean, there was a time that I started crying because I could relate to and again, I don't know how much he hammed it up, but the one where he essentially has a mental breakdown on camera, that hit me because it, I mean, there's footage somewhere on my hard drive that that has happened. Um, <laughs> it's not pretty. And the thing is, I think the technical side, not only the lighting, the song, the filming, but the timing of mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. That one where he reacts... I don't know how long <laughs> that timing took, but my jaw was on the ground because it's it's near impossible to do what he was doing. And I, I'm curious on how much time, because it's, what you said, Seth, each bit is almost independent, and it's a different time. Like, oh, maybe that was month one. That's month 12. You can see that kind of the way his beard looks, the way his maybe, uh, you know, bangs under his eyes look and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think that, again, it, I'm not going to call it genius or anything or essential. Like, I've seen a lot of people just be like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It came from a personal place. I think that it's insane what this person was able to do by himself with the creativity. <laughs> yeah. Like, what could you do in a year? And that right there made me so inspired. But it also crushed me because I'm like will (laughs) I ever be able to do something like this to that level because you have to you you see how dark creative people have to get to get this kind of beautiful art out to people and your comparison to like an indie film 100% agree I hadn't heard anyone say that that is exactly what this is Mm -hmm. because he even shows throughout like it they shows clips of him like setting up cameras and Mm -hmm. all that stuff um yeah I need it. I need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, again we it's can cool. sit here and just probably talk about it for an hour, but it's just it hit me on such th- this unique level. Um, I had a conversation with Nolan NPA off air too, and he he uh, kind of had the same feelings. I guess I I didn't think about it until I heard you talking about it, Jared. But that's 
I can imagine you relating to that, what he was, what was happening there, right? Because, I, I mean, you, I mean, I obviously know that you, you had more of a life than this necessarily, but you were essentially locked up by yourself making content too mm-hmm. for like a big part of the year. Again, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and compare myself at all because what he did is fucking mind-blowing as someone just doing it by yourself because just the timing, the lighting, I, I can't even fathom how much time that took. But again, like what I said, it, it hit, it's going to hit everyone on a different level where if you are a creative person, you're going to understand that. If you were alone making stuff in a room on a green screen, you're going to understand that. You know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. No doubt. We're going to have to uh, rewatch this a few times, and uh, we're all recommending it. So if you haven't watched this on Netflix, go ahead and do so. It's Bo Burnham Inside. Um, I'm sure you'll see it advertised. It's everywhere right now. So go check it out. Let us know what you think, because as, as someone said earlier, I think a lot of people are going to take a lot of different things away from this. Um, but uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, and again, uh, this is available on Netflix now. So Bo Burnham Inside. Uh, Cruella and Quiet Place are in theaters now. Girls 5 Eva is on Peacock. Everything today is getting a recommendation. Uh, and we got to wrap things up this week for What Did You Watch? What? 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 What did you watch? All right, folks. Well, we are uh, just about done with this week's episode. But before we go, got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I am going to, uh, so I was just made aware of something, and tell me if you guys were aware of this. Did you guys know that as millennials, we're supposed to be anti-top sheets on your bed? Wait, you heard what? of this? Top sheets? Okay. Yeah, like, uh, you, you lay on a sheet, and then there's a sheet on you, and then a blanket? Yeah. Apparently, millennials are very much against the top sheet. And Why? are going and I like guess like duvets are as as the alternator. No, no, just the sheet. So it would just be you and comforter, or you and duvet. I think is more commonly. Wow, get a fucking job, um, people. That was my <laughs> first thought. But then, so someone someone brought this up to me and was like, "You have a top sheet, aren't you a millennial?" And I was like, "Is that a thing?" And if you Google it, it's a well covered thing. It's it, there's a shitload of articles about it. Um, but apparently, millennials are not supposed to like top sheets. Um, I'm still doing research. I just found this out like a few hours ago, so I'm still doing research, but I guess my, my official one more thing is, um, I think I'm, I'm becoming an old lame millennial who doesn't know what millennials are even supposed to be doing. (laughs) So that was a weird thing for me to be like, oh, am I not even young enough to be a hip millennial anymore and have these kind of hot takes? But I've still got my top sheet, but I, I'm going to do some more research into this and figure out uh, what, what all the fuss is about. So maybe you guys out there can tell us uh, more about this weird I, I have i mean i had so typically i'll have a top sheet but if like you know my bed is um all sorts of in chaos and and i go to bed sometimes it'll, i'll just pull up the comforter um then eventually i'll rearrange the top sheet i guess is what it's called but, um yeah but i i'm not anti them but i'm also i don't need it yeah i i mean to, to give some insight i have you know, like the bottom blanket, but I have a sheet, then like a middle blanket, then a comforter, then a weighted blanket, and then two blankets on top of that. Oh my god! Um, Ooh, you are toasty. Yeah, dude. Well, it's freezing down here, but I love it. Like that. I I am I am sheet. I am sheeted up, people. You, man, piece of sheet. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you got cold be- You got cool beans when you're sleeping. Oh man, it's very cold down here, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, my one more thing. I I was gonna talk about the car, but I already talked about that earlier. So fingers crossed. Um, some good things happen from that. But I will um just toot my own horn. Toot toot. Toot. Uh, yeah, over on TikToks, we got past five million likes. Ooh, um, holy cow! That is a lot of thumbs up, people. So a uh, big shout out to you TikTokers, thumbing me. Ooh, Man. <laughs> keep those thumbs coming. <laughs> oh no. Oh. My one more thing. Uh, since we're done with this podcast, I'm gonna go out and plug another podcast. Uh, I talked about the podcast in the past, but this one has a, a special guest. Um, President Barack Obama was on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Listen to that on my way oh, on my trip. Um, very good podcast. Check that one out. It's a little bit longer of a Conan episode. Uh, they get into um, a little bit of the book and get into um, some politics and writing and um, comedy stuff as well. So very interesting. Um, those two are hilarious together. Uh, a lot of laughs. Um and I, I know a lot of podcasts are held over Zoom lately. This one's an in-person interview, an in-person podcast, so you get a little bit of the energy from the room. So if you're craving just a, you know, we need podcasts that, um, although, you know, podcasts that aren't in the same room, they're awesome, you know, like ours. Uh, but one of the best. like the ones that are in the same room um, between two uh, uh, highly esteemed people like Conan O'Brien and President Barack Obama, check that one out. There you have it. Check it out. Uh, so get rid of your top sheets, go listen to Conan and uh, Barack, and give Jared the old thumb up over on TikTok. You'll be one of five million to do so. Big shouts out to JB <laughs> for the TikToks. Uh, that's going to wrap us up this week for one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for episode 198 of the SoCo Show. One more reminder, episode 200 is coming up fast. <gasps> June 17th, Thursday night, 8 p.m., J Buck Studios YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. Make sure you guys join us there. Go leave us some voicemail so you can hear your voice on that show. Uh, and become an anchor wanker. Big shouts out to our existing wankers and our sponsors uh, for making this episode possible. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Uh, appreciate the time you spent with us. Big shouts out to Culver for being this week's champion of <laughs> American Burgers. And we're going to wrap things up right there. So for the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.